Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Solinski. I'm Bartek. Are you? Yes. <laughs> so, Bartek, we are Spit and Polish, likingly because we are always spitting, and our heritage, uh, which you can tell by our names, is Polish. Tak. Spit and Polish. Yep, yep, <laughs> but that's we right. pronounce it Spit and Polish because it, we want to trick you. We want you to think you mean polish like you're polishing off a turd or something or, or, a, or a trophy or, you know, something. But then twist is Polish because they're spelt the same but pronounced slightly different. So it's your fault, really, that we are Polish and we call ourselves spit and polish. See, it's your fault, really, because you're coming in with a perception that we, I mean, admittedly, we have constructed for you, but... It's your fault. It's a very clever joke. <laughs> it's so clever. It's I'm, I mean, we're incredibly clever people. And what we do on this incredibly clever podcast is we talk about movies. I love movies. You do? Yes. You go, you're okay, buddy? I'm, I'm being fast. I have to be paced. You told me you'd be paced. It's okay, man. You can, you can, can I slow down? You can take a breath. Thank God. You know what you're going to do? I, I, I know you. So uh, I thought as soon as I said, yeah, you can slow down, you're like... Thank God, <laughs> and then you'd be really slow, and then I'd have to be like, "Did you miss the part where we s- the pace?" But <laughs> and then you, you'd be no, really quick did you, again. Did you miss the part where we said that we're smart? Oh, we're smart, and we are spit polished and smart. You know, because we're joined <laughs> because we're a Get Smart podcast. You know, the Steve Carell movie Get Smart, not the TV show. Fuck that. Hey, we should do that on the show one day. The Get Smart Steve Carell movie because we do. Movie discussions on this show, unappreciated masterpieces. It, I remember it had an ABBA song in it, <laughs> <laughs> and there was an ABBA song in the film last week. So well, that, there's precedence. Could, can't wait to do Mamma Mia too. So, <laughs> uh, so in this show, and it's we, a spy film too. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma Mia too. Not Mamma Mia. Get smart. Get smart. Oh. So on this show, like us, smart. <laughs> Listen, people, on this show and appreciate masterpieces, we do audio commentary tracks for the movies that seemingly don't deserve a commentary track. The movies that some people say, hey, why are you talking about that? The new Star Wars movie came out. Why aren't you talking about that? You know why? We're part of our own echo chamber. That's why we talk about those movies that some, when I say some, I mean most, don't dare to talk about. But we dare because we played the game Truth or Dare, and it was my turn, and I chose Dare. And somebody said, do a podcast in which you talk about these unappreciated masterpieces, and I've been keeping that dare up for nearly three years now. Does, so. that, does that mean that the person who told you to do that is, like, the god of the show? Well, god did tell me, so it was god who did it. We are, we are also a podcast in which we talk about god sometimes. We are Polish. So, Bartek... We're going to be doing an audio commentary track for a movie, but what movie? I don't know what movie we're going to be doing. It could be any movie. Is it Get Smart with Steve Crow? No, we're already smart. Ah, uh, okay. Is it Inspector Gadget with Matthew Broderick? No, no, no. This is isn't it a Disney any film. Don Adams related <laughs> material that doesn't have Don Adams in it? Is it Inspector Gadget with French Stewart? Is it Inspector Gadget 2 with French Stewart? <laughs> no. Is it? I don't know. There was only there was only two Don Adams related materials. Get smart and Inspector Gadget. So what is it that we're doing? Who's Don Adams? <laughs> he played Maxwell Smart in the TV show Get Smart. He played Inspector Gadget in the TV show Inspector Gadget. Catch up, Bartek. Come on, I, well, I am implied. now that you've explained it. 
You uh, have to say catch up and then explain it okay. so I can actually catch, catch up. Catch up, Bartek. Tell me the episode. But then you have to explain it after you say to catch up. Catch up, Bartek, please. <laughs> tell me what we're watching. Thank you. You're welcome. The film that we are doing today is surprisingly... It was foreshadowed last week in the sense that we said what it was. And just to remind <laughs> and every- that we watched the first one of it. Yes. And that film is Johnny English Reactivatia. <laughs> I miss I misspoke. Oh, I, okay. I, I'll okay, need to say it again. It, give so, it a go again. I have to say it slowly because this is a word I don't Let's use Let's get much. back on the merry-go-round. Johnny English Reactivatia. Okay. There we go. Sounds completely different than the first time you said it. Um, Is it perhaps... Saint Trinian's Three, The Return of Xander Cage. Ryan, that I think it was Battle of the Sexes was the name of the third one that was <laughs> going to be made. That's right. That's right. That's right. In which it was the boys' school versus the girls' school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the, the boys' school from the second one? Of course. Of course. Of course. The one that David Tennant used to go to. You know, the one that David Tennant is still in because he's a child. Go oh, on. to answer your question, no. Okay, what is it then? Johnny English Reactivatia. Uh, what does that translate into in, into English? Because you're speaking Polish, which I don't speak, even what? though I am Polish. I know, I know. I should have picked up some of the vernacular, but I haven't, because I'm a naughty boy. Well, Ryan, <laughs> this is the third film that we've done that starts with a J. And funnily enough, all the films that start with a J that we do on the show uh, have a very really only one of three films that we've done that start with a J. Yeah. Are, you, are you serious? Or are you pulling that I'm, out of your ass? No, I'm not joking. Are you saying that we've only done three films with a J? <laughs> You're fucking joking. Man. I'm actually going to show you evidence. It's not going to show up in the podcast, Ryan, but have a look at this. <laughs> wow. We've only done three recently. Wow. Wow. Okay. So what is it? It is Johnny English Reactivatia, which translates to Johnny English Reactivation. Oh, yes. my favorite. Johnny English Reactivation from 2011? It's, well, Ryan, I know you're, I know you're BSing, that's bullshitting um. right now, because there is no such film as Johnny English Reactivation, uh. but there is one from 2011 called Johnny English Reborn. Oh, my favorite Johnny English movie. I love Johnny English Reborn, but you know who I love just as much as Johnny English Reborn? Oh, Ryan, you don't have to say my name. <laughs> I won't. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say that I love Rowan Atkinson just as much, but we couldn't get him on the show today. We tried. So we got a Rowan Atkinson enthusiast, Grayson Brown. Hello. You couldn't contain yourself, could you? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, it took not. 20 minutes to introduce me. I can't contain myself. You want me to long. wait? And you want me to try again? You want me no, to start? I was, was doing really done. quickly earlier. Yeah, Bartek was yeah. keeping the pace up. I was, I was nailing it. Nailing oh, it. It's like, like I was establishing a pace I that I nailed no it like Jesus. <laughs> so, guys, you're going to nail it like Jesus as well, because you're going to have a copy of the... Is that the sequel to Better Like Beckham? No, that was Bend Her Over Like Beckham. Oh, no, that man. was Convert you Them were Like Dave. I <laughs> so you you were Beckham, come on! Oh God! Oh yeah! So yeah, David Beckham was recently in the Guy Ritchie film King Arthur. So keep your priorities straight. His oh. acting career's gone better than the lead chick in Bend It Like Beckham, the Indian girl. He's done more relevant things. Isn't that great? Do you actually know that for a fact? Yes. Oh. I'm a David Beckham enthusiast, as are you guys at home an enthusiast of us talking, because you're going to get your copy of the film ready, because I'm going to do a countdown from three, and I'll go down to one, and then I'll say play, and you're going to press play as well, and you are going to be synced up with us, hopefully. If you feel like it. If you want to. 
Um, because we're going to start this magnificent film in three, two, one, play. So we're one second, two seconds, three seconds maybe? Are we three seconds? We're four seconds, five seconds, six seconds in. So you guys know how many wow, seconds we're in now. that fourth second was the longest second ever. It's almost as long as my dick, which is pretty long. <laughs> um, <laughs> Grayson just put his hands up in the air like, I agree with you. Oh, I don't know Ryan, why you had to state it, it on the podcast. Hand, Ryan, are you not, like... Well, the other one was hand. holding the dick. Though, Ryan, are you oh, like... Fuck <laughs> off. Are you like a million light years old? Light years is... Not the right phrase, but yeah, sure. I mean, the joke was that we both used wrong units of measurement. Yeah, that's why I was like, not the right phrase, buddy. Not the yeah, right. But phrase. I didn't call you out on yours, and you called me out on mine. So the well, joke. I is didn't specifically weird. call you out. We're meant to I be intelligent. Said... All right, you're so... not meant to point out the joke. Johnny English used to be an a sir. If you haven't seen the first movie, I'll recap you on it. Um, John Malkovich, evil Frenchman, tried to be king. John became king and made it and asked to become a knight. No, 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 no. Johnny became king, not John. Who's oh, so, John? Well, his friends call him John. Okay. So his name was Pascal. Well, I don't think the Queen is calling him Sir Johnny. You don't know that. Do you? I mean, I'm friends with her. Who can say? Is he? Does he actually ever get referred to as anything other than Johnny in terms of a first name? English? Yeah. <laughs> no, but first name. Um, like he's not Joe or John. No, or but like this film does establish the idea that he did have a grandfather, but they're dead now. Or grandmother? What was it? Like I can't remember. There was like a code word later. It was like your grandmother is sick. It's like yeah, she's dead. That's how sick she is. So this establishes Johnny English could have family. So if we meet his brother, played by uh, Hugh Laurie, called... Imagine that. If his brother was played by Hugh Laurie and his brother's name was Tony English, <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of that. Is that a reference to Tony Robinson? Well, no. I just thought Johnny, Tony, names of E name. Like, you know how in Blackadder Season 2, every character except for Blackadder has an... Like, a, and Baldrick have an E name, like... You know, you got Queenie, Nursey, Melchie, Percy, like all of that. They all have an E name because they're all like well, Melchie's a nickname, but yeah, I yeah, see but like they all. Yeah. But she queen. always calls him Melchie, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm. Like only Blackadder calls him Melchard, basically. Everyone. That's not true. The th- guy in the credits calls him Lord Melchard sometimes. Yes, that's right. The minstrel. Mm. So this is the iconic sequence in which men get kicked in their testicles. Um, my Always favorite right. sequence in comedies in which a man gets kicked in his testicles. Now, having testicles, I can attest to the fact that it really does hurt when you get kicked in them. Um... <laughs> to be honest, it kind of hurts when you get kicked anywhere. Like, I understand <laughs> that testicles yeah. are, like, sensitive, but, like, being kicked isn't a fun and or pleasurable Well, experience. no, but if I get kicked in the leg, it doesn't make me want to throw like, up. <laughs> so, you I know. mean, when you get kicked in the leg, it does make me want to throw up. Those because in... who should kick me in the leg? I'm such a good guy. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would kick me in the leg. leg. There was an episode of King of the Hill where I think Bobby <laughs> learned self-defense from, like, a woman's self-defense class. And, and it's all about kicking in the groin. Yeah, and then he kicks his mum in the groin at the and end. And it doesn't episode, work. And it doesn't do a single thing. So clearly, <laughs> that's one of my favorite gags in movies too and TV shows. It's like kick women there. It does nothing. It's like yes, it does. Yeah, like it... I've done it. It does. Oh my god. Well, I played soccer, and when I was playing soccer, they had um, mixed 
So um, sometimes you just can't not kick people in places where is they that, don't want to be kicked. Is that the story, Ryan, or is it that you were taught to kick balls and you assumed girls had balls as well? No, no. I mean, girls can have balls. I mean, why not? You know, I mean, I have balls, so anyone can have them. You know, like oh yes, <laughs> there's no threshold for having. You're balls. right. Eyeballs, balls of the feet. <laughs> but you're wearing shoes so it doesn't really okay, work okay. i'll tell you a fun kicking a girl in the groin story so oh, um no, no no this is real this is great I bet so one time i was in high school do you endorse this Ryan? of course okay no. i was in high school and uh my best friend um samantha um noticed that my shoes were untied and i didn't and i was sitting on like this fence that we had in our hangout in our school and and she just like um, I wasn't paying attention, and she just walked over, and she kind of um, she ran her hands up my shoes, up my ankles, and it made me react like oh. And since I was leaning on a fence, I was also like I was also gonna fall over. Mm-hmm. So I kicked my leg out, and she had her legs like spread, like standing there. So I kicked her in the groin, but it was like a a perfect like kick in terms of like technique. it didn't technique in soccer yeah but also it didn't hurt her but the sound it made echoed through the playground <laughs> it was a like, real kind of like hollow sound as the like as i made impact and it was a sound that haunts my dreams in a good and bad way does that mean you like struck her like bones because you, yes you keep no, no, flesh yeah yeah, yeah 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 because you know you got the coccyx and Struck all of that there bones. what an excellent turn of phrase well uh, yeah i had to, i had to it sounds very sexual it, oh, I, well, I, I, specific, I actually i was considering it i specifically didn't say kicked her bone yeah struck her bones struck yeah. her bones yeah but that sounds, sounds sounds like you're more sexual like to me ancient xylophone or something that you're like personifying <laughs> as female so so what, did she want to tie your shoes or something yeah 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 she just was like oh ryan's shoes are untied i'll help him tie them I'll up be and a i was good like friend and he and, won't kick me yeah but like you know when <laughs> you're like not groin. expecting to be touched yeah and you react physically. like earlier when you tapped me on the leg and my whole leg seized up because i yeah, was yeah, like yeah. what what and then but like now the ankle can the ankle or the back of the knee or like the back of the neck can be sensitive. very sensitive yeah. for people and i just was not expecting like if i was expecting it wouldn't react i'd be like oh all right my ankle's being touched that's fine it's being caressed don't what a great opening sequence in which like don't smile and then johnny english comes up very quickly and the font goes away so let's talk about our histories with this fantastic film and series um Grayson, let's hear from you. Johnny English and Johnny English Reborn. Your history? Um, I saw the first one in the theatre, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because like, that was of an age where I was going to movies a lot because, you know, I was a child. As you are. Known to have been. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and still are. And I, I, like a couple of years ago, I think, I can't remember whether we watched this or the Pink Panther movie at a birthday party of mine. They're very like, similar. It was, like, not winding down, but, like, people were like, I don't really want to talk that much anymore, but I also don't want to leave. And I'm like, well, you are in my house, so I guess I'll put on a movie. <laughs> that sounds like Bartek's friend who used to play Catch That Kid all the time. Yeah, there were two separate <laughs> birthday parties, and both part. I think they were, like, two years apart, and both times when we watched a movie, it was the same one. Catch, Catch That, that kid. kid with Chris Stewart. You did... S- oh, when you said play Catch That Kid, I'm like, what sort of game is this? Yeah, it's, oh, it's oh so you never watched the Christian Stewart movie Catch That Kid? No, why would I? Wow, have? it's actually really fun. It's about a bunch of preteens who decide to um, rob a bank. 
<laughs> because her father's ill. Come on. It's like the one movie I've do? introduced Ryan to. What was that? <laughs> like, what else are you going to do? Like, when you're a kid, you see movies and you rob banks. Well, in this movie, it made more sense than the, what was it, the original Norwegian version or whatever, or Swiss oh, version. Yeah. Because, like, in this yes. one, they need the money because American healthcare system sucks. Mm. But, like, if you're doing one that's in Europe and you're doing it for medical reasons, it seems less likely because mm. their, their, their healthcare is pretty good mm. in comparison to America. But. You seen this one though, John English Two? Maybe. Oh uh, yeah, I have. Briefly? When it when it came out, I was like, yeah, I've got fondness for Ryan Atkinson. Why not? So you saw it in the cinema? Uh no, I don't think so. You didn't buy a big big bowl of popcorn and and bring it in. And... It came out in twenty eleven. Yeah. No, I did not see it in the cinema. Why? Um, because you love Rowan though. Do I? You don't like Rowan? I love no. Rowan Atkinson. I, 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 the idea that someone doesn't love Rowan Atkinson for something at some period of time shocks me. I have I have quite a fondness for Rowan Atkinson because like my dad introduced me to Blackadder. Like one birthday, he like bought me the entirety of it. It was like I think yeah. you'd like it. Have it all. I'm like thanks, Dad. I would, and I did. Shove it down your throat. Do you have a favorite season of Blackadder? Two. Which yeah, I'm always tossing up between two and four. Right, two and four. Yeah, because like I, when I rewatch them, I think. Like every re- rewatch, it changes. Yeah, because like originally, like no two, two, yeah, two yeah, is yeah. the best. Queen like, Elizabeth, exactly. And then I'm like, no, four with um, Darling and Hugh Laurie <laughs> being like a bit more regular as well. I also think season four of Blackadder has Stephen Fry's best comedic acting in his entire career. That is correct. <laughs> as General Melcher, at no point, I've said this on the last episode of, I'll say it again, at no point in season four of Blackadder do I ever realise, even now when I'm talking about it, go... Yeah, you know, it's weird that Stephen Fry, a 28-year-old man's playing this, like, 60-year-old general. Like, at no point do I question it. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's clearly, like, what it is. Stephen Fry has been over 40 for his entire life. The fact that he's the same age as Hugh Laurie, in that, and he's playing, like, his uncle? <laughs> Never question it. Yeah! Never question it. <laughs> Young Flossie. <Yeah. laughs> so, I always forget that fact that he's 28. Mm. Yeah, or something like that, or at least 30. But it's like, he's young, that's the point. Mm. Um, uh, so, but Johnny English, did you? Lo- but do do you love them? Because a lot of people love Johnny English. Like people have said, Ryan, why are you doing it on this show? Johnny English is a classic, and I say to you, why is it only got a six point three then? Why does this one only have six point four? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't love them, but you know, it was good fun. Why don't you love them? Um, what holds them back for you? For me? Yeah. Um, I okay. I I was talking to you about this yesterday. I have a yeah. Real... Grayson and I just hang out. We're best pals, you know. I call I call him Gray Skull. That's my nickname. Oh yeah. And you know, I don't get a nickname back. That's fine. No, it's Ryan or nothing. Your name's too short. Or Sir Ryan. I'd never call you Sir. Ryan. <laughs> if I got know. knighted, would you? I mean, would you? Do you have to call someone Sir once they've been knighted? Is that like well, a you, law or a yeah? Rule? If you're a part of the Commonwealth. Which we are. I haven't decided whether I want to be part of the Commonwealth or not. Get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here, you New Zealander. (laughs) Who's a part of the Commonwealth as well. So get out of here. It's not about New Zealand. It's about me personally deciding whether I want to be part of the Commonwealth. Ah, yes, that old... Come on. We get a a holiday because the Queen decided to have a birthday on a separate day than her her actual actual birthday. birthday. (laughs) So come on. It's the day before this episode comes out. Hell yeah. So Rowan, so Rowan's adventures at Johnny English don't thrill you as much as his adventures as Mr. Blackadder or Mr. Bean? What do you think of Mr. Bean? Uh, Mr. Bean's alright, but like I struggle with cringe comedy. Do you find him cringe comedy? 
I haven't watched Mr. Bean in ages. I love the fucking animated Mr. Bean yeah, TV yeah. show, which but is The so animated one's just the show, but if it was animated and had actual characters other than him in it, because, yeah. like, in the show, the live-action one, you only have two other characters, his girlfriend and the guy in the blue car. Uh, Teddy? Well, Teddy is a given, but he's a proper character in the show as well as the animated one. But, like, the other two I just mentioned aren't really much of a char- characters mm. in the live-action show. I have to check out this animated show. <laughs> they animate his face too realistically, but the rest of them look like normal generic cartoons. But they're like, we've got to get Mr. Bean's fucking face it's right. It's got to be Rowan Atkinson. It's got to look exactly like Rowan mm. Atkinson. The big nose, the mole, everything. I have an anecdote about Rowan Atkinson. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, sure. Have you met him? Uh, no, but my mum has. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Move over, Steve Tyler is everybody's dad. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Rowan Atkinson is everybody's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, my my mum is English, so obviously she has lived in England. Um, when she was younger, uh, she would have been, I think, in her twenties. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm getting this story wrong because she told me about probably ten years ago. <laughs> um, <sighs> she was in a pub and she saw Rowan Atkinson. She went up and went. Are you Rod Atkinson? He went, yes, and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the bit of that story I don't believe? Rowan Atkinson hanging out at a pub. I just don't see him doing that ever in his life. She also, I think, followed Adam Ant around a bookshop once. Oh, I can believe that. Oh, yeah. How, how does she feel about Adam Ant now? I don't know. I haven't asked recently. Oh, well. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops, Adam Ant's not the um, cleanest uh, guy in the world. Adam Ant's not... Isn't Adam Ant a Hanna-Barbera show? No. <laughs> Maybe, you know. Adam Ant was a musician. He was a superhero Ant. He was it? very unique as a musician because he was a singer who was also a drummer. And that was very unique because you don't get many of those that are singer and drummer. And he'd also play, like, two sets of drums at the same time. Like, he would do... Du- you know, he'll be that band who have two sets of drums, which is not usual... Unless you're like Frank Zappa, where you have like 15 sets of drums all played by one gorilla. Um, so, And that's your history with this film. I was going to say, my history <laughs> with this film is I had never seen it before. I barely remembered it existed. Uh, I don't know why I didn't see it, because I did see the first one. But like I said in our previous episode, I did not like the first one when I saw it. Originally, I did not care for it, and I, I guess when I saw the trailers for this one, I went, oh, well, it looks like they're leaning more on this Asian mysticism and kung fu. Like, all I remembered was they have all these jokes about him being in a monastery, so I actually thought, walking into this, there's going to be a lot of kung fu action. I mm. thought, this is going to be nothing but Mr. Bean goes to Asia. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot of... And hands up and kung fu chopping and all of that. I thought it was going to be nothing but that for the whole movie. And this movie said, you're wrong. And I was. Mm. I was 100% wrong. It's nothing like that. He barely does kung fu. (laughs) We've missed Miles Jupp's cameo. Who's? Miles Jupp. He's an English comedian and actor that I quite like. Oh, who was he? Um, he was literally just... Oh, he was the guy who goes, has anyone seen the voice-changing... Oh, him! Yeah, yeah. I thought the voice-changing lozenges would come back in the movie, but they did not. Do you know what does come back? Everything else. Ball-kicking. Like, I'm so (laughs) glad that got the payoff that it so richly deserved. I I like that. I thought that was good, because it tied up with a lot of other things that he learnt at the beginning. It could have been so easy for this movie to forget about all the Asian mysticism bullshit that he learned at the beginning... 
but they do keep bringing it back throughout the movie, which I thought was nice, because in this one, he's competent. In the first one, he's incompetent. Uh, apologies to all the Asian mysticism out there for that <laughs> bullshit remark. <laughs> you got me there. I'm not into Eastern medicine. You got me. Whoops. I'm just I'm just not there yet. Uh, Bartek, your history with Johnny English Reborn or Johnny English 2? My history with Johnny English Reborn is that in 2011, my friends and I got together... And it was a case of, there's a sequel to Johnny English, yeah, let's see it! And we saw it. And we liked it. Oh, really? You saw a cinema? Yeah. Wow. And you all liked it? Yeah. Every single person in that group loved it? I believe so. Then think... why doesn't this have a 10 out of 10 on IMDb? I mean, how many people were in the group? It no. must have been like four or five. Yeah. That's a lot of friends. Most I of them have been on the show, who... I reckon, yeah. I don't think I've ever gone to the cinema with that many friends. Have you never had, like, a birthday party where you just went and saw a movie when you were a kid? Yeah, but it was with fewer friends. Okay. <laughs> like, two friends. Okay. We saw, on my, I want to say 16th, Indiana Jones 4, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and I had a more disappointing time in that movie than you can ever believe in your life. Because, mm. you know, that movie sucks, right? But <laughs> it sucks more when you're chewing on a minty and one of your teeth break. <laughs> And then you're bleeding. I mean, is that on the movie or is that on you? No, the experience, I mean. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know when you have a shitty going, like, movie going experience or, like, going, like, it's like, oh, I went to Bali and I smuggled in marijuana and now I'm in a prison. Marijuana. (laughs) Marijuana. (laughs) I'm Rowan Atkinson, sorry. Um... Uh, is that Bali's fault or is that mine? Well, I'm not going to go to Bali again, is it? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That is the answer, yeah. That is it. So you liked it and your friends liked it. Mm-hmm. Why didn't anyone else like it, it seems? Like, I no mean... one... Everyone said to me, well, the first one's funnier. You said it, Bartek. You said it, Grayson. Did I, Did I say yeah. that? Yeah, when I was like, oh, we're going to do the second one. And you were both like, oh, oh yeah, the first one was funnier, though. Oh, I think it's I more don't... that... I think you it's... said that literally yesterday. You were like, <laughs> "I think oh, it the must first been... one's funnier." Like we've like we've covered. I have no memory of anything. But why do people think the first one's funnier? I think to with... me, I thought this one was far better. I think with me, it was just the case that I remembered the first one more. Like literally, the only thing I could remember from it uh, was the fact that he was in a monastery, you know, training at the beginning of the film, and that was mm. it. I didn't remember the plot after that at all. Wow! Did you not remember little no. old Chinese lady? No, but when I was re-watching this film yesterday for the show, I definitely remembered her. Mm. Which I think is a good character. No, she's good, but you she's know... She's great. Uh, uh, Should be I given re- lines, I... I think. Huh? Should be given lines. Oh, well, she does have some lines. What? <laughs> Doesn't she talk when she's given the orders to go kill more people when they have the cars? I feel like she, she might, but my I memory feel... is just her nodding. When she's told to go kill people by burn... Gorman. <laughs> What's your problem with Bird Gorman? <laughs> the fact that he looks exactly like his name. <laughs> like, like, that guy always plays a creepy motherfucker. He just looks like a burn. He looks exactly like a burn Gorman. I know it's not pronounced Gorman, but he really looks like a burn Gorman. Like, he doesn't look burnt, but he looks like a... He always plays a creepy fucker. Like, the guy we're talking about is, like, the little scientist guy that helps the bad guy. Oh, yeah, him. The one from Pacific Rim for most people. And or, Torchwood or Torchwood. For the other people. Uh, I know him from a bunch of other things as well. He's always just plays creepy guy. Creepy British. He's got that look. But yeah. you know what the weirdest thing is? 
this is this is a great sequence, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll quickly end my thing on Burn Gorman here for the moment, which is in Pacific Rim and in Torchwood, they both acknowledge, and this is for most of his career, except for this movie. For most of it, they both acknowledge he's a creepy motherfucker, but you should like him. And I'm like, no, I don't like him. I don't want to root for him. I don't like him. Torchwood tries to make you care for this creepy fuck. And I'm like, no, thank you. Pacific Rim's like, oh, well, at least we paired him up with Charlie Charlie Day. Don't you feel sorry for him? He's paired up with Charlie Day, who's incredibly annoying. Don't you feel like his exasperation? I'm like, no, he's a creepy fuck. And Apologies then to movie... all the creepy fucks out there. <laughs> Apologies to Charlie Day. No, no. No, that's not an insult. I like Charlie Day, but in that movie, he's supposed to be this annoying, infuriating character because that's where the comedy comes from with Bern Gorman. So what you're saying is he's paired up with Newton Geisler. Well, yeah, but Charlie Day's like that in every role. Like, he's very annoying, but in a good way. Like, he's he's a new Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, my God, he is. He's his son, basically. Oh, my (laughs) God. If you said... It is always sunny in Philadelphia. They didn't already set up Danny DeVito as his dad. If Bobcat Goldthwait rocked up as his dad, you would be like, 100% good casting. Perfect casting. Mm, well done, yes. So this sequence here is the best part of the movie. Mm. This is top-notch Inspector Clouseau type thing. Mm. I still don't understand to this day why they didn't cast Rowan Atkinson as Inspector Clouseau in comparison to Steve Martin, who I like. I love Steve Martin, but mm. it's like, why not cast... Rowan Atkinson mm, and this sequence the, the master of accents too he's a great he's great with accents so like I, I don't know what but something in my brain is telling me you're lying he's Rowan is, Atkinson he's really I mean he, he has a yeah he's, he's great with accents okay I've heard his Indian accent in that one live sketch yeah I mean you know he, he does variants of different English accents as well primarily like you know mm. posh cockney you know I mean, he's very good with vocal stuff because he has a stammer in real life. So mm. that's why he says Bob. I love the way he does his bees. I've got that That's because he has notes. a stammer. <laughs> in the Blackadder documentary, they have this bit where they talk about season four and he has this one line that it was like a bee thing and he and they had 48 takes and he just couldn't get the, couldn't get the word and then they just changed it to crufts. It's like, oh, this is like a pack of crufts in here. It's like... And that's a crack-up line in the context of the scene. And I remember that scene very well. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so... Good choice. Rowan Atkinson, he's just a great guy. So, Inspector Clouseau. But this sequence here just says to you, why can't he be Inspector Clouseau? Also, this guy's amazing. He is. He's in everything. Mm. As that one guy who appears... Like, he's in Game of Thrones. He's, he's in, that guy. He's in Thin Blue Line. He's in Mr. Bean. I know him from, from Black Books. He appears in one episode as a rich tosser customer... <laughs> And they're just, like, annoyed by him, and he wears a cravat. And What's his character's name, Ryan? Rich guy. He's wearing a cravat right now. I know, he's always like this. Mm. That guy always plays this guy. And it's like, you know, as an actor, I wish one day I could get cast as that character actor who plays that one guy sometimes. It's like, like how... But then you're like, I don't want to be trapped in that forever. <laughs> it's like how Lucy Punch is always, like, an evil stepsister in, like, in every Cinderella, like, yeah. iteration. Or in St. Trinian's... She's a schoolgirl. Yeah, she's like a, posh, she's like a really annoying violent schoolgirl. She's girl. like 38 years old. Yes. But I'm like, I'm in, not, not there. And then in Hot Fuzz, she's like, she works as a stripper oh. and the chick at the supermarket. And then she gets smacked in the face by she Olivia stri- Coleman. No, in Hot Fuzz. No, obviously. But in Hot Fuzz, is she a stripper? Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay. she works at the local strip club. 
Oh, well, yeah, that's right. She has yeah. two jobs because everyone has two jobs. We all have two jobs here because mm-hmm. we're a small rural town. Yeah, every this... farmer and their mum has a gut around here. Really? Like, like who? Farmers. farmers. Who else? Farmers' mums. <laughs> a very good line. Well done, Paddy Considine. You delivered it beautifully. I hope you're hearing this. Paddy Considine is a great film director. Check out his works. Uh, if you want to have your heart and soul ripped out of your body and stomped on the ground, watch Tyrannosaur. It has Olivia Coleman in it, and you know it's good because she's excellent in every single oh, yeah. thing ever. And if you just want to watch a movie that depresses you... I almost never do. Do you, do you not get that sometimes where you want to watch a movie that's just depressing? No, I can do that on my own without movies. Well, no, sometimes because with those movies, there is, you know, something hopeful within them. Oh, yeah, true. Like, oh, you know, life can be better at the end of the dark road. Mm. I mean, Godfather, they're depressing movies. I've not seen them. And I love them. Of course you do. I mean, the first two. There is no third one. There's only two. I I think the ultimate depressing thing is there is a third one. (laughs) So, Bartek, this sequence here, yes. you remember seeing it in the cinema? Not at all? You don't remember this whole great sequence? It was definitely familiar to me, but I, I can't recall the exact cinema experience. No, we haven't talked about his new sidekick yet. Mm. Let's talk Daniel about Kaluuya. the elephant in the room, which is no Ben Miller. Um, I mean, Daniel Kaluuya like, does exactly like what this character is meant to be. I just wish this character was something else. Um, Here's the guy from Get Out. Right? Yeah, and Black and he, Panther. And Black Panther. Both and are movies I have not seen. Really? Which makes me a racist, according to me and Nick, because I've not seen the two big black movies of, of the, the last, last two years. years. Hey, I didn't I've see 12 Years a Slave either, so come at me. <laughs> I didn't see Selma. Come at me. Those are all movies I've seen, which is rare for me. <laughs> one of them has Paul Giamatti. Which one? <laughs> Anybody's guess. Is it Selma? 12 no, years. 12 Years a Slave. Oh, okay. He plays a slave auctioneer. Oh, yeah. And he has, like... All I know is, because I've watched the scene, I've watched it on YouTube, because I was like, Paul Giamatti. Because I wanted to feel good one day. Like, I was I really sad one day. Paul Giamatti. I love Paul Giamatti. I, I wish he would do. be on our show more. <laughs> one day we'll he have... He was only in the first two episodes ever of this show. Uh, it's okay, guys. Then never again. Paul will never return in Big Mama's house when we do that. He's in that as well. Of course he is. He says it's one of his favourite movies that he's done because they were really fun. I mean, they probably were. I mean, weren't they? Oh, yeah, I read that quote in Thunderbirds. Martin Lawrence is just a a, a ball of laughter dressed as a big, black, fat woman. Is Martin Lawrence still doing movies? Yes. And that's us addressing the elephant in the room. (laughs) Sorry, Daniel. Yeah. (laughs) Daniel, what did you guys... Was it Daniel or David? Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel. Daniel, okay. Daniel. Apologies to all the Daniels out Let's there. call him Danny DeVito. So, Let's Danny not. DeVito. <laughs> he has a name and it's Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. 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 I hate you sometimes. <laughs> I love me all the time. I've noticed. <laughs> Someone has to. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel Kuspshashak. Someone has to notice. And that's you. You've made it your role in life. And that's us talking about the elephant in the room. Fun fact, I thought that this chick was Rosamund Pike. And I'm like, what? No. No, that's not Rosamund Pike. And then when she came back later, I made the same mistake. Like, that she was there. I went, oh, wait, is that Rosamund Pike? And then she I was like, no, no, no. Hair. It's reddish blonde. And also the problem is, I think it's more blonde in that sequence, but the grain of the footage is orange because mm. it's like, it's a memory in this hot tropical area. Mozambique? Yeah. That they say like at least 20 times in this film. <laughs> Take a drink every time they say Mozambique. Oh my so God. let's talk about the elephant in the room. Bartek wanting to talk about Shushan. 
His favourite character. I want to talk about Shushan. Yeah, your favourite character. I quite like the, the vacuum cleaning assassin. You did, I know. Yeah. But now, let's talk about his assistant. We talked in the first one about Ben Miller, and he was my favourite part of the movie, of the first one, and he's not in this one. Mm. Um, You had seen the movie before, yeah. Bartek, so you knew that Ben Miller wasn't in the second one. A bit, at least. He had some knowledge, more than I did. All I did was look up Ben Miller one day and find out he wasn't in Johnny English too, and I was very annoyed. And you thought that he replaced him with just a bunch of kung fu noises. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I honestly thought that he was paired up with an Asian side. Like, genuinely. I thought that this movie was going to be him teamed up with a monk fighting people. And I'm like, oh, we can't get Ben Miller? Okay, fine, whatever. Just a different Green Hornet. Yeah, <laughs> This movie follows the Green Hornet principle. If you can't capture your enemy, brutally murder them. I I feel like Dominic West shouldn't be murdered in most movies he's he's done. I enjoyed Have Dominic West. Have you seen any of his movies? I've seen I think from off the top of my head two, including this one. What's the other one? Um, the other one it's called like um, Punisher Warzone. He no. plays Jigsaw and he's amazing in it. He gets killed twice. <laughs> twice. How does that happen? Well, he 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 plays a normal gangster, a and normal he gets. What well, you want to listen? No, absolutely not. You asked, so yes, you do. Okay, fine. He gets thrown into um a a a, a bottle like glass bottle recycling machine, mm. and it like kills him because he's like shredded apart and whatever. But this has been a while since I watched it, but I think in the movie his pure hatred of man. And the Punisher brings him back to life. And then he gets killed again later in the movie. So it's like Catwoman. You know, in the oh. both, ca- like in Michelle Pfeiffer and the Catwoman movie, they die and then they get brought back because cats lick them. Um, <laughs> that is not what happens in the Tim Burton one. Doesn't she? Doesn't she fall off the building she, and then no, cats she, she come does, around? She does, but cats don't revive her. She just survives. No, I think it's hinted in the movie that it's like. Cats bring her back. Okay. Watch that movie again, because in all fairness, Batman Returns kind of sucks. I mean, I like it, but it's kind of like a mess. It's like one moment you have kidsy humor, the next moment you have Danny DeVito biting off a guy's nose, the next moment you have Michelle Pfeiffer licking everything, and the next moment you have Christopher Walken hamming it up with my favorite line in all of cinema, which is... Then he finds out that she's alive again, and he's like, oh, next time I see her, I just have to throw her out of a higher window. Like, his solution is just to you know, try and kill her more. Cats are almost elephants. They have four legs. Yes. Yeah. So often let's get back to the elephant in the room. This stolen Austin Powers joke. Mm. Do we want to talk yeah. about it? Basil's mum. This movie steals... This I, I movie steals it. Austin Powers jokes left and right. Well, the first one did not. It's an English spy movie. Austin Powers is an English character, but not an English spy movie. I'm well aware. No, it's very weird because in the first one, they didn't. And think about it, the first mm. one came out when Austin Powers is around and relevant. So I think this one decided, ah, oh, it's not relevant. No one will notice if we steal a couple of jokes. Like <laughs> the vacuum cleaner, franchise. the vacuum cleaner joke kind of thing at the end where she's the queen and it's like they play the music. Obviously, that's making fun of James Bond star stuff, but it reminded me of at the end of the first movie when they have uh, uh, the odd job ripoff guy, Henchman, and he comes in. Random task. Random task, and he throws the shoe at them. <laughs> He's like, why would you throw his shoe? It reminds me of that. There are a few moments in here that are like, oh, I remember that from Austin Powers, or I remember a variant of this from Austin Powers. And obviously, this 
whole joke of like beating up the mum, beating up the queen. It, it just reminds you of Austin Powers. Grayson's looking very firmly at this. Oh yeah, because like Asian I, there's lady. there's something in the sink, and I'm like, is that just a weird? Is that a, like a weird a, sink? It's a no, dildo. It's, a, it's a, absolutely not. <laughs> Could it's you a imagine? beautiful farmhouse sink that somehow has a white tub in it, and it matches the ceramics. So I don't know what a farmhouse sink is. It's just a big sink. Oh okay. It's like a deep sink that has like a a, a what is that? The cold nozzle? What are they called? Faucet. There we go. Tap. Tap. There we go. <laughs> I just I forgot nozzle. a very simple word. <laughs> yeah, it's a nozzle. I mean... You, you forgot something. Now, Ryan will show you that you've forgotten forever. No, I'm reminding so that mm. he doesn't make the mistake Reminding again. the word that yeah. I meant, yes. I mean, you... <laughs> Want me to remind you of this? Yes. <laughs> See, it all works. Let me show you. <laughs> I mean, you knew what I meant. No, I wanted to help you because you yeah, were struggling. Exactly, thank you. It wasn't one of these words where you're like, nozzle, I'm like, fuck right, nozzle, you idiot. You mean I, tap, I said, you fuck. <laughs> I said, you mean tap? And well, you're like, yeah. yeah, I did. Thank you. And then we all high-fived. It's called exactly. an elephant snout. <laughs> <laughs> a tusk and a trunk are different, people. Just let you know. Mm. I made that mistake once and people didn't let me live that down. Mm. Is Gillian Anderson's wig bad here? Is it? Is it a wig? I don't. It, I don't know. It, it, to me, That's the hairline shirt. says wig. But I also. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Was that funny? Yes. I Is there like an implication that I'm not? No, you're just stupid. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes being stupid can be funny. As Rowan Atkinson has proven, that's what I love about time Rowan. and time again. That's what Rowan Atkinson has proven. He could do all forms of comedy: physical, intellectual, silly, you know, violent. He could do all of it. Like he's always the best aspect of everything he's in, including this. You know, like this movie, he is the best aspect of. In the other one, I thought it was Ben Miller. To be honest, I thought Ben Miller played a very good straight man. While in this one. Johnny's more of the... He's more straight-laced than in the first one. Like, he does stupid things, yes, but mm. I feel like he's less of a fool, way more of a he's competent individual. Mm. You can actually believe that he's in MI7 in this one. On the first one, he... He was a rookie. He was be, yeah. a rookie, but you just never believe that he had been a part of the service for his entire life at all. Mm. In this one... He makes some mistakes, but he does really clever things. He carries himself with the air of a dickhead who's been that superior for, like, a while. A narcissist, yeah. yeah. A narcissist, yeah. He's more narcissistic in the first one, <clears throat> I found, to be honest. I found he was a bit more um, friendly in this one because he's also wounded. Like, the Mozambique thing, did mm. you know that a thing happened there? Wait, Let's find what? out. <laughs> does he twitch when he mentions it? No, he does a whole facial journey. Yeah, he does a f- exactly. <laughs> Um, there are, the thing about this film is there are several really good performances in it, but it doesn't really, like, because in, in films, when there are, like, a lot of good performances, usually it, like, stacks up to a good film. Not always. Not always. Like, Exhibit A. Well, I think this is a good film. It's not a horrible film. It's I think just, it's a good film. I think it's forgettable, which is, like, a bit of a crime for films. Nah, I think it's not forgettable. To be fair, you remember I, ca- moments. I did kind of forget the film. No, you remembered the opening sequence. You, That's a good point. Well, if you said to me right now, hey, Ryan, can you tell me what you thought about Vanilla Sky? Oh, remind. I'll, I'll, oh. I'll never tell you. I, I, Vanilla Sky... <laughs> Vanilla Sky is a movie with great actors, They're some called... great performances, but it's an enigma to Ryan. me. Like, what's that movie again? Is that the one with Tom Cruise in it? Ryan, is there it's... a literal Vanilla Sky? <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> like, and it, I've it's, seen it it's not... three times. 
people. Why? It's because not... it's one of those movies where it's like the first time I didn't like it, but I liked aspects of it. And sometimes you watch those movies again mm-hmm. because there might be something there. Like I remember the first time I watched Train Spotting, I didn't love it, mm. but I liked it. I thought I have to watch this again in a few years' time and a bit more mature because I watched that when I was like ten. Yeah, no fair. But in my defense of that, I had watched a lot of movies when I was young and I got them. Like, The Thing, I watched when I was eight and I loved it and I understood it and I got that. A Clockwork Orange, I watched when I was like 12. I got it, understood it, I loved it. My parents don't care. They're like, okay, there are some movies when you're too young. Okay, we'll skip this part maybe. Mm. Like, I watched Rocky Horror when I was like four or five and they would skip the part in which everybody kind of gets um, raped or have sex. Well, it's consenting, but non-consenting. You know, like, no, no, yes, no. Because doesn't he turn into Janet or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he does it to Janet as well. Like, tricks her into thinking he's Brad. It's not like the most consensual sex in the world. You know what I mean? And one could argue is having sex with Rocky consent because he is, in fact, like a child. He was born sexy yesterday. (laughs) That day. Mm. That day. That day. I know what you're talking about. Born Sexy Yesterday. Mm. I've watched that video. Really smart. Video. I've not, but I've... Really, watched. it's a great... Vi- There's this video about being born sexy yesterday. Like, the trope of, like... You know, like, in Fifth Element, you have, like, the character that was just, like, born yesterday, but they're instantly, like, sexy and mm. magical and... Ooh, like, they uh, just want it all. Like, like, Fifth Element? Yeah, The Fifth Element. The... Sorry. That's what it's called. The Fifth Element. Because she element. is The Fifth Element. Okay. Not... A fifth element. A fifth element. Or fifth element. Fifth it's element. the. They need the fifth. The fifth or element. the big black ball will kill everyone and Gary Oldman's involved somehow. He always is. He won an Oscar, by the way. For the fifth element? No! No! If he did, if he did, I'd be so happy. <laughs> have you seen the fifth, the fifth element? I have not seen the fifth element. Okay, Gary Oldman's fucking nuts in that movie. It's probably Oldman's one of his craziest in performances in all of cinema. Including Dracula 2000? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because in Dracula, it makes sense for the overall context of the movie. Yeah. But in Fifth Element, I guess it does too, but in Fifth Element, he's like, He talks like this. Hey there, guys. It's me, Gary Oldman, and I'm here smoking a cigarette, and I'm from the future. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck's happening, Gary? I remember when you played Sid Vicious and it felt like you were really him, but what happened here, buddy? I so know. let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, I was going to say, I know I kept making the joke, but I think we've just... You mentioned Ben Miller and... You okay, let's crazy. mention it. Is he racist towards Daniel in this yes, movie? at least twice. I feel like once, to be honest. I felt like the bags comment, his first line is like, I need someone to carry my bags, comes across in a way where you could, I could hear your arguments for why it isn't, and I would accept them, but I wouldn't say that they're my opinions. Like, I would not give you arguments for why it isn't. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say, hey, you're dead wrong on that, mate. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking disgusted in how you could not see that as racist. But there are moments with Johnny where it's like, is this him talking to him in a condescending way due to race or due to age? Because it's a bit of a blur sometimes. I mean, you can definitely have both. You can have both. They could be both. Mm. But it's kind of like, I don't know. And in this movie, they do bring up the fact that Johnny is on purposely acting a bit more douchey-like because of the he's around Agent 1 and, you know, Pegasus is all like, we're getting rid of you old school boys that are all sexist and misogynistic and racist and all that. And you're a breeds out. And he's like, <laughs> woman, right? <laughs> 
So it's like they do make a point that Johnny English in this movie isn't acting as sweet and charming as he was in the first one, where he was just more of a narcissist, but not so much a, a terrible person. But in this one, they do make it kind of clear that he is acting on purposely terrible to blend with the other crowd. This is the teenage rebellion era of the John English character. It's his middle-aged era. How old is he? Crisis. How old is he here? I don't know. At least 13. <laughs> At the very no less. Minimum. I like the idea that in his brain we live in Logan's Run and he dies at the age of thirty. <laughs> like he's in his middle age life, thirteen. Oh no, she's back. She's no younger than fifteen. So Bartek, hmm. did you get his? Do you remember the guy's name, Mister Pudovkin? Kalenko Pudovkin. Or is it Pudikin? <laughs> I, I think it was Podovkin. I watched the film yesterday. I haven't really. Heard I found it his name very embarrassing because every time it just came across really weird to me. He was like, "It is Podovkin," and I'm like, "Are you sure?" Because last time you said Podovkin. Which one is it, buddy? Pick a name. Pick a pronunciation. Uh, the it. V and F both have the f- kind of like wind blowing out through the. Then explain sound. why he called himself Bodovkian. Nah, I'm kidding. You didn't do it like that. Maybe when he was dying. No, John. Mello. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. Ben Miller's not here. I thought that was a tragedy. This movie does deserve point one more than the first one, but you know, on IMDb to be on IMDb, specific. but it should also be ten point one instead of six point four. So you know. But Ben Miller not being in it, it is a tragedy. And I think it is one of the two reasons that this film is forgotten and not as well-liked as it could be. The f- other one was it stole Austin Powers' jokes, which the first one did, at least in my opinion, shied away from. Maybe there were some that were slipped in there and I didn't notice them, but this one it felt more blatant. And that's just upsetting to me. Because I felt like Johnny was above that. I really did. Like the first one, it could have been you wouldn't you would have excused it because well, Austin Powers was popular at the time, mm. and everyone was doing it. Mm. But this came out once Austin Powers was long gone and dead, so it felt more disingenuous. It felt like well, no one's going to notice. Mm. And I think they underestimated how popular Austin Powers really is, because <laughs> which many people do. No, really, like Austin Powers was the top thing when I was growing up. Like, that was the top comedy thing. It was a Halloween costume for years. I think still is. And not just, but yeah, quoted, everyone loved it. And now people talk about it like, oh, that crap, those Austin Powers movies. I'm like, what? Are they still not, are they not funny now? And I rewatch them. They're still funny. I don't know what you're on about. In fact, I find them funnier. I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Like, maybe I'm biased because. You know, I Heather Graham was my sexual awakening in the second movie, and maybe that has like an, a bias. You know, like I watch the second one, and I'm like, oh, the memories are flooding back. <laughs> but like, well, if you like the first and third one, then that's invalid. Then <laughs> I why I like them all. No, I'm not saying a bad. I'm saying like that. Your bias isn't at play if you like the first yeah, and third one. Cause she's I do. Not I mean, the them. second one is the best one though. I agree. It yeah. has Rob Lowe in it. Which one's the second one? The one where they travel the back in time. No, they travel I... back in time because Fat Bastard stole Austin Powers' mojo and there's a moon base. <laughs> also, Mini-Me's in it. Yeah. The first one with Mini-Me, who died recently. Yes. Yeah. Vern Troyer. Very sad, you know. Mm. I mean, you know, it, 
it's so weird. This year's been a year where certain celebrities have died from suicide, and it is just very, you know, confronting. Because 2016 was the year where every celebrity was dying of illnesses that you didn't know they had. Mm. But 2018 is like every celebrity's killing themselves, and you're like, I didn't know. Recently, there was one that was like a the, the chef. There was this like Anthony yeah. I'd never heard of him. Really, I haven't just, either. I I hadn't. I mean, the only celebrity chefs people I know is Gordon Ramsay. Jo- and like I almost said John Oliver, Jamie Oliver, <laughs> Jamie Oliver. Like I'm not familiar with the American ones. I'm more Jamie familiar with last week tonight. <laughs> to be all honest, <laughs> <laughs> and then he killed himself. You oh, know, like oh, very dark. If Jamie Oliver killed himself, I think we would all kill ourselves because he is nothing but all enthusiasm. Right, calm down. Doesn't Jamie Oliver seem like the happiest guy on earth? Um, Except when he sees kids literally eat gruel. <laughs> so what are, like, what when he the goes to America- moments on television <laughs> is when he like is talking to the kids about how chicken nuggets are made, and he's like, "There's beak in it. There's muscle tissue. There's tendons. You're dribbling on yourself, right?" I ate a chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "And it's all ground up and mushed. Put your hands up if you still eat that." And all Woo! the kids put their hands I up. I would. And his would face is so dejected. I would. I'm not a hypocrite. If I'm eating meat, I know I'm eating an animal. Like, oh no, you're eating the other part of it? I don't think he was going for an activism angle with that. What is he going for? Just, oh, they're eating the all... I'm... No, but I'm saying like, I'm saying that too. Like, like I think it's supposed to be, isn't it disgusting that you're eating a bird's beak? And I'm like, I'm fucking eating other parts of it. Like, <laughs> where do I draw the line? What parts of a bird are disgusting? Oh, you're eating a pig's butthole, but is it tasty bacon is my question. <laughs> and you're like, yes, it is. I'm like, well, give me it here now. <laughs> Mouth me now, food. <laughs> treat? I want it in my mouth. Give it here. So, Ryan, whenever you ask... Give me pig's butthole now. Ryan, whenever you ask yourself, what does McDonald's serve again? Do you just put on, like, supersize me? Well, that's a fake document. Well, that documentary is not something you go by for accurate information. Yeah, can't be replicated. It can't. Like, he faked a lot of stuff for that. It's like watching a Michael Moore documentary and expecting authenticity. Like, you're not going to get it. So you're saying that Supersize Me won't tell you what McDonald's serves you? <laughs> no. <laughs> not anymore, because it came out in, like, 2006. Yeah, it came out, like, over they a decade. I thought it was older than that. Revamped their menu. It feels like it's older than that. Also, he he lied about information, so it's yeah. like saying, hey, you're going to trust Wikipedia for your information on everything? No, but, like, you take a little bit of shred from it. Go to the Wikipedia page for... For jo- spit and polish. For, <laughs> for, for John Tucker must die. They get the title wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, let's talk about the elephant in the room. No Ben Miller. <laughs> The elephant in the room was talking about Daniel. our friend Daniel. Um, mm. What did you think of him? I I thought he did all right, but definitely he didn't. It didn't feel like he had as much to do as Ben Miller did in the first film. Like we had that whole thing there about you know is it racist or is it ageist or I don't yeah, know, it's not really weird. Condescending. Um, classism and, as well. And, and definitely in that first instance where Rowan Atkinson was talking about um, you know someone to carry the bags. It wasn't fully established that he was a rookie, so that's why it didn't really stick in the forefront of your mind at first that, oh, it's because he's young and he's not experienced, so all he's mm. good for is carrying the bags. If I feel like if we got to know the character a bit more before that line was said, um, it would have, you know, seemed less possible, possibly racist. But I, and I think, like, the connotations are there, and you can't be like, oh, but I meant it in a different way. The connotations yeah. are there. Mm. Especially with the line towards the end of the film, which I, like... What one? He, like, he calls um, Tucker boy. When? Um, 
Oh, when he's in the snow? Yeah. He's like, you smart boy? Yeah, clever boy or something. I didn't think that was a... Like, you said this to me yesterday, and I still don't think that one's a racist line like, for me. I just feel like he's just like, ah, because he's been calling everyone who's younger than him in both films, like, boy and girl. So I just thought of it as, like, that's how he says it. And in that moment, he's like, ah, oh, so clever. Like, mm. <laughs> like, yeah, quite possibly. But, like, that is part of it, because, like, that sort of, like, old... um. Racial slur? No, that like old world like condescend like like it's the thing that Mr. T was avoiding. What? <laughs> Mr. T? Do I get his name wrong? Mr. Ba- T? Bartek, please explain what you mean. No, go on. Go on. Oh, yeah. You remember when we did the... Oh, when he he legally changed his name to Mr. T so people could call him Mr. Instead of boy. Instead of boy. Oh. That's why he's called Mr. T. Cool. Yeah. He also wanted to be a Shakespearean actor. So, um... I mean, he could probably, like, 100% do it. I pity the fool who wants to be or not. <laughs> I mean, it would be better than a lot of Shakespeare. Yeah, take that, Kenneth Branagh. I, I <laughs> Fuck quite... you, you cheated much... on Emma Thompson, who's the Prime Minister, in the third Johnny English. I'll be coming out soon. His Much Ado About Nothing is quite good. I like his Much Ado. Um, is that the one with Michael Keaton in it? No, that's the one with Emma Thompson and him in the lead role. Keanu Reeves is in it, and Denzel Washington. Which one's the one with Michael Keaton in it, and he plays... I'm bad with Shakespeare's at the moment. It's a comedy one, where he plays, like... I want to say he's, like, the executioner. No, sorry, Michael Keaton is in that. He plays Dog, dog Baby? Yep, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, had me going there. I'm like, isn't Michael Keaton in this as the best part of the whole entire just, movie? Just... And you're like, I don't remember him in this at all. It's Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson, and that's it. I'm like, but what about Michael Keaton in his award-winning <laughs> no, yeah. roles as my favourite thing ever? But the, the go-to Michael Keaton in my head is, like, is Bruce Batman. Wayne, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, is, like, suave and, like, whatever. See, I'm more... And I forget about the, like, um, duplicity Michael Keaton. No, see, that's the thing that I'm the opposite. I'm more Mr. Mum duplicity Michael Keaton because I grew up with Michael Keaton comedies more than the Batman movies yeah. which I think he's really good in them but not, I feel like we still haven't had the great mm. on screen live action Batman yet I don't think we ever will as well no I think we will mm. I think I'm all, you know, look, I'll do it Adam West was yeah, perfect see, Adam West was perfect for that era yeah. like, like that was what Batman and Bruce Wayne were at Very the time true. right so in that regard, the best one is Adam West because he was the one that captured the one at that time the best. Well, Michael Keaton's good. He's my favourite, Michael he's, Keaton. He's sexy, Michael Keaton. You're correct, so, yes. Uh, in a blue-collar way. <laughs> but in that movie... <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe Michael Keaton as a rich guy in anything. I think that's one of the things mm. that lets me down was like, they try to make you say, hey, this guy's Bruce Wayne, but in Batman Begins... Uh, not Batman Begins, in Batman Returns... He walks over to Christopher Walken and he throws the file across the table, like just throws it. I'm like, Bruce Wayne wouldn't do that. Michael Keaton as a blue collar schlub who's just come across a million dollars would do that. You remember that bit in Batman 1989 where he meets Jack Nicholson's The Joker when he's Bruce Wayne and he's like, you want to get nuts? Let's go nuts! And he grabs like the fire poker and smashes the fireplace. Yeah, Bruce Wayne wouldn't do that. But Michael Keaton is a blue-collar shalom who's come across a million dollars. Would do that. He would 100% do that. The, the key to Michael Keaton's success right now is he's playing blue-collar guys. Yeah, put him in a flannel shirt, he's gold. Yeah, hence we all like the new Spider-Man movie. He, he's the villain in the new Spider-Man movie. He's the vulture. Mm. And he's the best part of the whole entire thing, as you would guess. This is Homecoming? Yeah, he plays, he plays 
guy who wanted to do contract work to repair New York after the alien invasion in Avengers and Tony Stark's people came in and said, nah, we're doing it. And he's like, nah, fuck that. Mm, I'm going to start stealing are. weapons. <laughs> They're mine now, Tony. <laughs> Mr. Stark. Um, so back to Daniel. Mm. He's fine. I think mm. it's... Oh, look, one of the things I was really like... I don't know, it's a pro and a con is... Yeah, he's got a black sidekick. It seems like such a trope at this point. It's like, how do you have two odd people? You have one that's black, one that's white. You know, you got Lethal Weapon, the Rush Hour movies, but at least, <laughs> you know, well, Asian. Rush Hour is a bit different. Asian, but you know what I mean. Like, you got... Yeah. The thing is, it's a pro in terms of at least his character in this movie is a quiet, calm character, while in, like, Lethal Weapon and Rush Hour, they're both very, like... Stereotypical black Wait, people. Who's the calm one in this? Daniel. Is he? I thought he was quite like. In, in this scene, he was quite agitated. No, but I mean in general. Like, in he's general. a calm, quiet, okay, cool, yeah. collected character who's just aggravated because Johnny's not listening, right? Yeah, fair. But, like, he's the calm, quiet one. Well, like, you know, you got Lethal Weapon and Rush Hour, you know, you got, I'm too old for this shit. And then you got, you know, Chris Tucker. I'm being haunted by Chris. His best role is The Fifth Element, though, in which it's like he practically plays Lady Gaga, but as a reporter. Like, his character... Rita Skeeter Gaga. Rita Skeeter Gaga, yeah. He plays a character that's just pansexual, and it's great. He has sex with everyone and everything. (laughs) I can't believe that my school in primary school showed that movie because that movie's incredibly adult. Like, you Mm. see tits in it. You see Mila... Jovovich's tits in it and you have a whole sequence in which Chris Tucker goes down on a girl while the plane's taking off a spaceship plane taking <laughs> off it's like going down but they're going up that's oh, the whole oh, little it's joke a... thing there mm. very mm. smart also the chick in the movie that plays the opera alien chick was mm. um, Luke Besson's uh, girlfriend who he got pregnant while she was underage. Oh, but God. it was different because in France at that time, they didn't have the age law. So she was 15, he was 30. Uh, but it was France. So it's like, yeah, we can turn our noses up at it. But it's like, at that time, there was no laws and that was the culture more so. Well, I if mean, it was like America with Jerry Lee Lewis marrying his own cousin when she was 13, people, people different. People like <laughs> to say like, oh, there was no laws at the time and all that sort of stuff. And I know people say a lot of things about the French, but like morals did exist in France and do exist oh, in France. The- the French champagne is celebrated for its excellence. Uh, I have heard that, yeah. Orson Welles. That's a quote from him. Have you seen that? I don't think I have, no. Oh, Orson Welles in the later years was a fat drunk who would do anything for money. Hence his last <laughs> movie like is The movie. Transformers, the movie. Ooh. Right? His, the Michael Bay ones? No, the cartoon. No, yeah, he his was last, the voice of... What's his face? The moon... Yeah, Mega, Tran- I want to say Megatron. No, no, he's not Megatron. But he's... he's Unicron? Unicron or some bullshit, right? He's a, he's evil. I feel like I should know the main Transformers antagonist. No, he's not the main antagonist. That's the point. He's no, a big no. Death Star or something. He's right? a giant star that is mm. consuming... He's practically the villain in The Fifth Element. A giant void-like ball of energy or mass that's consuming things and growing bigger. Ah, the hunger. Yeah. The Hungry Games, yeah. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) But uh, 
Yeah, ah, uh, the French. He used to do these wine commercials, but he's fucking drunk in them. Yes, I know. I have and, heard and this, yeah, actually. And there's one where he's just trying to say, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence, but it's just like him just like, ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. Did he say like that, that or like, did he just mumble through No, 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 no. He, he did four or five takes, and that was one of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was one of them. The others was like, What? It's like we said action, Orson. What? <laughs> it's like I made I made Citizen Kane. Mm. Who are you? Do you reckon they tried to get Jude Law for Dominic West's role? No, no, okay, not at all. Because he plays like pretty much the exact same role in Spy. Like, well, it clearly is that they tried to get Dominic West in Spy, but they could only get, get Jude, Jude Law. Law. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised by. Because no offense to Jude Law, his career isn't like he's still a big name, but he's. He's done so many movies that have kind of just tarnished him as a great actor. He's like Ewan McGregor. Oh. Well, come on. Ewan McGregor's only done a handful of great films, and he's usually the best, but they're both the best part of whatever they're in. But Ewan McGregor hasn't done... He's done lots of movies that have tarnished his career. What? I can't think of any. The prequels. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was like a good Kenobi, though, was he not? Yeah, but he's the best part. Like, but oh, that yeah, doesn't yeah. mean that these movies didn't tarnish his, his career. His because life... what has he done that's as huge after, other than doing train spotting again? His uh, invocation of yeah, that was during that was, the yeah, prequels, during. but that's after. All right, yeah, all right. Also, I fucking hate Moulin Rouge. Don't come at me by saying, "Oh, Moulin Rouge is a good example." Fuck Moulin Rouge. I hate Baz Luhrmann. He's a yeah, that's he's what a I was going for. Don't <laughs> you come at me. It's like talking about Metal Gear Solid 2 being a good game. You're just not going to convince me. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Oh, look, Percy. Bartek was like 100% not trying to do that. He was just like, oh, you know, Rouge is all right. And you're like, don't you convince me, Bartek. We've had this Well, no, I know he doesn't like Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge, the one where you and McGregor fucking sucks as well. Like, he doesn't even act that well in the movie. Because he's too busy singing. And he doesn't have amazing singing voice. It's okay. It's pretty fucking good. It's okay. It's all right. I mean, look, Weird Al did dress up as his character to sing that one song. It's that Star Wars. I'm sorry, what? In, oh, okay. I thought, you were saying, saying, I thought you were saying Weird Al dressed up as Christian in Moulin Rouge. No, no, I was no, like, no, I need to, yeah. We need to stop the movie. The fact that and, you remember his character's name in Moulin Rouge is Christian yeah. just shocks me. If you asked me what any of their names were, I'd go, uh, uh, um. Zidler? Uh, there's, you know, John Leguizamo. Toulouse Rich Latrick. John Leguizamo's in it. And yeah, yeah. He's, he plays Toulouse Rich Latrick. And, um, uh, you know, Jim Broadman. Also, yeah, Jim Broadman. also, Ziegler, Ziegler, Gary, Gary McDonald's in it as the and, doctor who comes in, and he's bat- Norman Gunston, and that's, that's. The, the, the Batman who is in, um, Van Helsing as well. He's an Australian actor. The Batman? Yeah, he's, he, like, he's, he plays the Count, and he, like, does this. You mean Dracula? <laughs> no. He does play a vampire in Van Helsing. I don't remember whether he plays Dracula. Oh, look, Ryan's the daughter. Yeah. She's hot. No, it's hard. Only Rowan Atkinson's daughter. Yeah, not no. as not as hot not as hot as the dad. But not as like, hot as Rowan Atkinson. But like, who can achieve? That? You know, that's really his Rolls Royce in the movie. Like, you know, the Rolls Royce that's brought to you by Rolls Royce. It's really his. It's Rolls- his Phantom. 
It's his Rolls Royce. Okay. Because Rowan Atkinson, in case you didn't know, is very much into cars. Like, if you've ever I watched an episode this. of Top Gear with him in it, it's the only time you should ever watch Top Gear because <laughs> Top Gear sucks. I hate it. Don't, don't, don't you come at me by saying it's good. Are, are you talking it about? It sucks. Are you talking to the listeners about don't come at me? Or are you talking about me specifically? Anyone. Okay. Don't you no come at me by allowed. saying Top Gear is good. It sucks. I hate you. Get out of my face. I mean, I do admire Reece it. Reese could go fuck himself. I don't care. <laughs> oh. Unless he's talking about the ones where Rowan Atkinson appears, then he's fine. Hmm. Top Gear has its moments, and they are when Rowan Atkinson appears. Or Rob Brydon, you know. Rob he, Brydon is good on Top he's, Gear. He, he's good too. I'll give him. I'll give him a fair shake of the sauce bottle, as Kevin Rudd, former Prime Minister of Australia, once said. And no one else. Apologies <laughs> to all the gears that are on top. Jesus. I thought you were going to say apology to Kevin Rudd, former Prime Minister. You know, for all the political betrayal you suffered. Sorry about that. Like, I like the not video. my fault, but sorry. I like the video of him swearing. <laughs> I love the video of our former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd in the documentary about John Howard. They made a documentary about John Howard. He appears in it because obviously you have to have him in it because he defeated John Howard. <laughs> in combat. In, <laughs> in the political and yeah, sexual arena. Wasn't that the end of, that the end of Revenge of the Sith? You were supposed to bring balance to the parliament, not destroy it. <laughs> Go, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. John Goofy. John <laughs> do you know him about how goofy his voice is? Yeah, I do. So He wasn't me... goofy, though. Like, no, the character. He's, he's really got a goofy voice. Well, yeah, but he's not goofy very... the dog. Ugh. Ugh, I'm John Howard. I won't say sorry to the aboriginals, because fuck them. Yeah, that's my I've voice. I've got eyebrows longer than my hair. And well, Goofy is voiced by a guy I've named John Farmer. I've got more eyebrow, yeah. eyebrow hair than brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, John Howard. <laughs> He's practically dead. He doesn't care. <laughs> um, you know what they say? With each passing year that a conservative prime minister is out of office, their life force grows weaker and weaker. Can we have John Howard on the show? Absorbing it from John the Howard the actor or John Howard the prime minister? The prime minister. Can we get John Howard the actor on as well? Who's Who's he? He was in um, Blue Healers, I'm pretty sure, or All Saints. He was also I can't remember. In, He's um, in one of them. Mad Max Fury Road as the... The guy with the big foot. Yes, actually. <laughs> yes. The one with the nipple rings. Yeah, yeah, and the like nose thing. The nose thing, yeah. Have you yeah. seen Mad Max Fury Road? Yeah, it's one of the two of Mad Max. He's the I've one that when they the kill him, Which they have to... Two, one. One. Oh, yeah, because Mad Max Fury Road is just Mad Max the Road Warrior, just with a bigger, budget, better budget. And, yeah, and uh, no Mel Gibson, which was a good decision. No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm that one guy who's like, yeah, I know Mel Gibson's fucking awful as an individual, but he has a charm as an actor. Like, you know, and a sometimes. Leathery, leathery face. Well, yeah, and good political opinions. No, but oh, well, you know what I mean. Like, like you know, there are some awful people out there—actors, directors, whatever. But sometimes you have to separate the art from the the artist. Sometimes it's like, hey, hey, you know, I know Roman Polanski's terrible, but doesn't mm. mean that I don't like Chinatown. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't like Carnage. Doesn't mean I don't like this, this, or I, this. But the individual I cannot like. But Mel Gibson, he, I, he is a great actor, and he is what makes those Mad Max movies worth watching because they are pretty oh look i love them but they're pretty 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 you know hard to watch movies because the pacings i wouldn't say it's just dated with the pacings on purposely the slow pacing there's no plot to them it's basically watching australian it's watching a guy be an asshole and you don't ever have to root for him like outside the first movie 
you learn his tragedy and whatever. But in the second movie, all he wants is food and gas, and these people can die for all he cares, and yet you still root for him. I like- While Tom Hardy in the new one, he's fine, but it really could have been anyone. Anyone could have been Max. I- it could have been a doll, Tom- for all I care. Tom Hardy is very good at portraying performance without dialogue. No, no, I agree. I love yeah. Tom Hardy. I love him in Bronson. If you, oh. haven't, you haven't watched Bronson, you haven't lived. It's his best performance to date. Quicker! Quicker! <laughs> not this is like the one thing I remember. Up my ass, before. not in it! <laughs> <laughs> what's your name? Love. Love? Love? What's your first name, buddy? <laughs> that was... Yeah. Now, Rosamund Pike's in this movie. We remember her from Doom, mm-hmm. which she also had to speak technological babble in, and she speaks it very well here. Yeah. We also remember from Harry Potter, where she played Rita Skeeter. No, no, she didn't actually. <laughs> she refused the role to be in Doom. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if I had a trivia fact here where it's like, now, Rosamund Pike was offered a role in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them film franchise, but she decided to do... Johnny English 3. Imagine that. Like, she just keeps refusing Harry Potter roles. Like, she's, like, secretly against them. Mm. She's like, I'm more of a Hungry Games girl, and I don't care what anyone says. In in this scene, why is he embarrassed to have his pants off? Because she clearly took them off. Yeah, him. but he was... He's, he's just woken up, and he's like, oh my god, my pants off. Oh no, what does that mean? Ah! So he's just embarrassed in general. It's like, if you got an injury... And you woke up in my house with your pants off. Would you be like, oh, I'm just going to walk around without my pants on and just casually put them on? Would Absolutely you? Absolutely not. Exactly. So but why I would, would he be, be like that? I would why I was injured in your house and I would immediately suspect you of foul play. Well, maybe he su- suspects her. I mean, fair. I mean, come on. Also, he has a stammer which comes in useful in this scene here for the joke in which he can't pronounce the name of the drug because it's a bu- bu- bu. Mm. So that's why... He probably really couldn't pronounce it. Mm. Maybe that's it. Maybe he couldn't even remember the name. Mm. Bob. 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 Baldrick. <laughs> yeah. Baldrick? Well, is that Stephen Fry? <laughs> no, that he sometimes said it like that when he was calling him over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. You just remind me of Stephen Fry just for a moment. I don't know why. Very, very mm. evocative. All the Stephen times Fry. where Stephen Fry called Baldrick by name. He did, though. Did he? Mm. In the fourth season. I yeah. feel like in the second one, if anything. He called everyone. No, in the fourth season, he called everyone by Darling. Name. Darling! George! Black Adder! I don't even. Baldrick! I don't think he knew his name. Yeah, when he was like, you know, he has that whole scene where he's like grabbing his cheek. And Didn't he, he just, call him like young man or something? Young, young lad. I swear he calls him Baldrick too. Is Baldrick a private in the fourth? Is he private Baldrick? Does yeah. he even have yeah. a first name? Private S. Baldrick. It's, isn't it like Dog Sod. Or something? Sod off, Baldrick. That's right. Sod off was his name in the third season. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember in the first season of Blackadder where he was a smart one in yeah. the group? And then Percy was just dumb and then Blackadder was really dumb because they didn't know whether or not we should do Mr. Bean or not. <laughs> Mr. Bean in period piece. I'm not a eunuch. I love elements of the first season, but I love the second one way more, and the fourth one is is a tie. I don't know why I don't I skip the third one, but I do love that one as well. I love yeah. how they use Bob in the third one <laughs> <laughs> as the highwayman. <laughs> Bob as a as a recurring character is great. Mm. I just love it. And Hugh Laurie is like the Prince of Wales. Mm. 
fucking infuriating, but hilarious. It's King George, eventually. Yeah. The mad one. Mm. Well, not the mad one, the sad one. I was the mad one. Yeah, you're thinking of Horrible Histories, too. I fucking love Horrible Histories. The idea that in the third season that he gets killed and Blackadder takes his place, and if you know anything about history, it makes more sense, because King George IV was fucking insane Mm. and evil (laughs) and weird, and he became really fat. He was the one that ate cake. He was the fat one, actually. So the idea of Blackadder pigging out makes sense to me because he was starving in the third season a lot. He was like, I'm starving. Get me bread. Keep me bread. Yeah, that much I didn't know. So in this movie, he doesn't starve because there's a great end credit sequence in which we get to see him make food. Did you what? see this? No. Oh, you didn't see it. I did not. You fucking idiot. Well, hold on, hold on. There's an end to be credit fair, scene. To be fair, Ryan. Yeah, it's, a, it's like Marvel. You know, it's a stinger. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, we were actually Ryan and I were talking about this before the episode. It's surprisingly late in the credits. It's, it's not, not early. It's, it's not, not early the in the end. credits. It's not the end. It's like by the sad time. It's like the, the third way third through. quarter. Yeah. So it's a scene of him oh, making choice. dinner at her house when she's like, "Let's get takeaway," and he's like, "Yes." And then he goes and looks at the takeaway menu. He's like, "Ah, I don't want any of this." So he makes food and he does it to classical music and he does it in in time with the music, like the chop chop matches of the knife and then and he's dancing around. Is he wearing like a frilly apron? No, he's just wearing his normal Johnny outfit. Yeah, just takes off the blazer or whatever. Now remember, Johnny means condom in England, so just to appreciate that. I, I really <laughs> <laughs> is that you gagging for Johnny right now? I don't know what that is. <laughs> when I think of Johnny, I always think of the TV show Bottom with Rick Mail and Adrian Edmondson, where they want to get a condom from the condom machine in the in the in the men's bathroom, and it's like, okay, first off, you have to decide what kind you want. What do you mean, what kind? Well, there's well, there's well, there's ribbed, there's ripped. Who wants a ripped condom? I know, right? There's extra large, like all that. He's like, okay, let's use that. There's like, oh, nachos. What flavor do you want? Flavor? What are you talking about? There's like, well, there's pineapple, there's crisps, there's gravy, (laughs) all of these. And they go this list of like, oh, crap, what one do you want of this, of this, of this? And he just gets all of this terrible, like, you know, spiked crisp flavored (laughs) extra large condom. I think I only think of like, Condom was being called Johnny's in the context of Rick Mail. Yeah, that too. Because in that, it doesn't give him the condom, and he just starts smacking on the machine, going, "Give me my Johnny's! I want my Johnny's! Give me my Johnny's now!" And he walks. A guy walks in who was the boyfriend of a chick that he had hit on earlier in the night, and he's like, "Give me my Johnny so I can bang that bird out there!" And then he looks at the guy, and the guy's is like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And just punches him, hits his head into the machine, and million condoms shoot out. That's what I think of when I think of Johnny's. Now, back to Johnny English, the condom yeah. movie. I wanted this to say... Scene here, oh, this scene, all right. It's your favourite scene. Well, I was actually going to talk about the previous scene, which I think had excellent sound work. How so? How so? When he when it was dark and he was looking out the window, you could hear the vacuum cleaner in the background. Yeah, mm. that was and really that good. And that instantly gave you this idea of, oh, shit. Who vacuums at night? <laughs> yeah, who vacuums at night? Mm. Yeah, but obviously, if you've seen the film, you're like, oh, my God, it's her. She's back, the, the old lady. And then, up oh, there's his mum, you know. She's he, vacuuming. <laughs> he, he, this universe shows us that people do have mums. What? People have mums in what? this universe. Yeah, in, I know. Oh, in this universe, okay. Oh, not everyone has a mum. Yeah, not everyone has a mum. You know, you know, if you're 
Macbeth, you know, <laughs> you don't have a mum for long. <laughs> if you're Hamlet as well, come on. Every Shakespeare character's mums don't have a happy ending, do they? Is there one? Oh, we don't know what happened to Othello's mum. I'm pretty sure she might be fine, but yet again, if, if she was a, a Moor as well, probably not. This isn't Shakespeare, but if you're Oedipus... Yeah, you have a terrible have a end too. <laughs> You have a mum, though. Oedipus. You have a mum very close to you. One of my favourite Mel Brooks jokes is in History of the World Part 1. He walks past, in the Roman Empire section of the movie, he walks past a blind beggar, and he's like, you know, he's he's got the thing around his neck saying Oedipus, and blah, blah, like, former King Oedipus, and he's begging for money, and the black guy walks past him and just gives him a high five. He's like, what's up, motherfucker? And just keeps walking, and I'm like... That was good. That was good, because it's one of those jokes that's like, you have to really think about that for a second. It's like, it's not like drawing attention to itself. It just keeps on walking. Just keeps on walking and going. That was a great movie. It has a whole musical number about the Spanish Inquisition. I think we're going a bit too strong on jokes from other things. This How about we talk about jokes from this movie? I think Rowan this was a great joke. That in people. I actually like this too. Where the speed camera, like the cameras are clicking off each time he mm. drives past, which... Are there a lot of them in this kind of area in, in Switzerland? England is infamous for having too many and shitloads of speed cameras. In the first yeah. one, he does shoot a missile at one. Which I think we can all agree with. I don't drive, so I don't yeah, have to worry drive, about shooting missiles at speed cameras, but you drive. I'm, there's missiles have you been done? For speeding? Yeah, by speed camera. Why am I being... Like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> Because I'm a police officer, <laughs> and you have to answer my questions. You're a police officer who can't drive. <laughs> You're under arrest. Well, my dog drives. Come on. So, ah, what? You a doggist, are you? <laughs> what? Against dogging. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I've never thought about it, to be honest. Well, you, you're against dogging. You never thought about dogging once? No. Dogging twice? Dogging thrice? Like, what's dogging. happening here? And you have to give dogging a rating. <laughs> Three times a lady. Dogging. <laughs> yeah, um, we all know dogging. Give it a go. So, um, oh, <laughs> what? That seems like way more of an English thing, too. Oh, yeah. Just the name alone. <laughs> seems like ours would be called, like, maggoting or something. Oh, no. <laughs> That's already a term I used. That's already not. a term used for getting pissed drunk. He got maggoted. He got maggot. <laughs> Sometimes they just say he got maggot. It, it would be like ute rooting or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Mm, which saying the T's in those words is very uncomfortable. Rowan Atkins would have a hard time if it was bees. Is it bees? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your favourite joke in this whole entire movie? Uh, 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 you know, was there one that stood out for you? One that you said, that is a joke that I laughed at? Yeah, I wrote it down where, 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 where. Where are, where is your joke, Bartek? While Grayson's searching for a joke, <laughs> you? Joke that I liked? Um, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to consult my book, which is a memory bank. <laughs> ah. What about you, Ryan? What's your favorite um, joke? I think one of my favorite jokes in the movie has to be the visual imagery of him in a body bag jumping around <laughs> and then when he's like Pegasus and like the corner of the bag pokes out because he's pointing up clearly it reminded me of Lano and Woodley hmm? where they have a whole thing where they do that with sleeping bags but I loved it oh, I thought it was very funny I also funny. was like ah, ah blue heaven yeah. 
<laughs> that, that is like a perfect impression of me. You want Flawless. me to do a real impression of you? No, please, I beg you. I'll, I'm going I'll to... give you all the money in my wallet. I'll give you all the money in my wallet. <laughs> Why is it me at the end? Because then you just did it. Okay. See? It's I mean, an accurate representation. To be fair, that's every impression of everything ever. <laughs> Correct. Not always. Sometimes it's me, me, me. It's completely different. There's two. There's two impressions, and then me, me, My Josh Peck impression is very good. Oh, do I? <laughs> yeah. To... Have you ever seen Josh Peck when he was a kid? Yes. Snow Day. You watched Snow Day. Yeah. Well, this is exactly how he sounds in Snow Day. Oh man, oh man, it's me, Josh Peck, and I'm in serious trouble. It's very similar to my Adam Sandler <laughs> impression. If yeah, you know. this is it's Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler vibes. <laughs> Oh man, oh man, it's this me. This is Adam. how you make a snowball. <laughs> it's me, Adam Sandler, and Josh Peck's dad. So, favorite joke, Grayson? Um, unfortunately, we have missed, I think, both of the jokes that you I wrote tell down us, as though. liking. The thing is, is I don't remember what they were. <laughs> well, tell me, and I'll remember. Um, it was after. Um, after it, it's after the fight with the um where he does the very competent I'm going down the elevator. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the fight where all the people on the boat are watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, right after that, I just wrote best joke so far. Oh, is it is it the fact that um he puts a tire on him to no. apprehend him? No, <laughs> that was great. That was marvelous. <laughs> Is it Julian Anderson's accent, which I did not know was an English accent till the very last scene? Now, is that on you or is that on her? I think it's on her. Okay. <laughs> I think it's very much on her. Yeah, Ryan can't make mistakes. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm infallible. If I learn anything from Ryan, you you do learn from me, which is something. You know, some people walk out knowing less. You know more. Money more, money more. You know the classic <laughs> song by Rex Manning in Empire Records. Money more, money more. Ryan, what is 50 out of 100 in percentage? A lot. So, um, there you go. Nailed it. You can't confuse that with a real answer. (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought that this movie did action a lot better than the first one as well. I thought this was a cute little sequence in which he disarms them by going, Warning! This is a designated area or whatever. And mm. they just go, oh, I guess so. Like, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. He's, he's being very authoritative. I hope in the third movie they recast his character with Idris Elba to be like, he was 21. He was turning 21, but then when he turned 21, he turned into Idris Elba. Like, like since we've seen him last, he's worked out to the point in which he's of Idris, Idris Elba. Elba. Also, not how could we cast works. Johnny English with Idris Elba and Rosamund mm-hmm. Pike with Idris Elba and everyone with Idris Elba? I mean, an entirely Idris Elba movie. You know, some directors say, could we cast this with Idris Elba? And I say the answer is yes, and they say, good on you, he will be in Star Trek 3, and we will put him in prosthetic makeup so you don't even recognise it's him, which is a stupid choice to make, Simon Pegg, you hack. <laughs> Why did you decide that, Simon? Did he write that one? Yes. Okay. Um, but whatever, you know, it's fine. Only Guy Ritchie had the balls to ask, can we put Tom Hardy and Idris Elba in the same movie as friends? And the answer is Yes. That's um, rock and roller. Rock and roller yeah. Also, can we have Mark Strong Hats in it, Bob. please? Oh, can we have Mark Strong in almost anything ever? Can he be the villain in the next one? Oh, he was the villain in the first Sherlock Holmes movie. Yes, he was, and he had hair, and I was very confused. I've seen him with hair a lot of times, so it didn't confuse me. He was in Stardust. 
as Septimus. He was. And he had hair in that, so Long I recognized him. Yeah. yeah. So, Bartek, favorite Mark Strong hair? John English Reborn. You nailed it, because that's him right there. <laughs> He's pointing at He's pointing Atkinson. at Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> if they did in the third one, you know in Austin Powers 3 when they have the gag where it's like all these real movie celebrities playing Austin Powers and, yep. and Dr. Evil? If they did it like that with Johnny English 3, but they had Mark Strong as Johnny English, <laughs> that would make my day. <laughs> and then Idris Elba as Daniel Kluwer, and then... And then, yeah, I said it. And then for Ben Miller, they just have Armstrong from oh, Armstrong and Miller. Alexander Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. Alexander? From this, I can't remember from their sketch show. Armstrong I love and Miller. Armstrong and Miller. Me, me and a friend Roger? genuinely go kill him every now and then. Roger, are you having an affair with my wife? Of course not. That voice on the answering machine sounds like her friend Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, um, Bartek. I've got to ask you the big serious question now. Get ready. This I'm is ready. this is you better strap yourself in, right? Strap yourself in. Who would you play in Johnny English Reborn? If you were you know, a, a director came up to you and said, I want you to audition. For the remake, yep. No, for this film. Oh, back in time. No, 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 no. Time You've time is an illusion. Remake so or back in time. Which one. one would you want to be? Which character would you play? Anyone of any gender or any species. Um how many species are in this film? There was a cat. There was there. a cat. There was, yeah. Who has a fun, interesting trivia fact? Oh. The name of the cat. Do you remember this? The, oh, there was a trivia The name of the cat language. is foreshadowing because the name of the cat is a famous British spy that defected to the Russians. Mm. So oh, it's yeah, kind of like yeah. foreshadowing to the fact that there's duplicity within the MI7. Mm. Kind of neat. Bartek? If I had to play anyone in this film... um. That's a tough one. I know. Ben Miller's not in it, so it's pretty tough. Yeah, you, I'd, you reckon I'd, be, I'd play Ben Miller? I'd be boff. I'd be boff as well. Yeah, <laughs> can like, we all be boff? <laughs> no, but I was asking, do you three boffs? He'll <laughs> be going boff squared. <laughs> it's three. <laughs> It'd be cubed. But... Oh, cubed. What squared is that? Just two? Yeah. Okay. Well, to uh, the power of two, so to the power of two, but be no. boff times boff. Yeah, boff, boff, boff. <laughs> boff to the power of boff. Boffy, boff. <laughs> Bob Street Boys. Bardic, <laughs> <laughs> roll. You can say you can say Rosamund Pike if you want. I won't judge. Or this guy. That guy gave the best facial expression With the ever. Hair. Barely any hair. Mm. Hedgehogs have hair. We all know that Martin Freeman's a living hedgehog, so give him a break. I'd be her. <laughs> Who? The, the the sexy chick that I thought was Rosamund Pike? Yes. See, I can see she's got strawberry blonde hair, that chick. It mm. is a blonde. Just like me. Bartek's so strawberry blonde, it's so confusing with his blackish beard. <laughs> He's <laughs> so, so strawberry blonde, it's painful. Well, Grayson and I, we, we don't have hair. We are, in fact, made out of goo. I'm entirely <laughs> aerodynamic inhalers. I said we were made out of goo. That's where I went and you went... Aerodynamic? You went with aerodynamic. I want to whoosh through the wind. We what are, is your problem with that? We are Flubber with Robin Williams, a show that will... A movie that will be on the show one day. I loved that movie as a child. Isn't French Stewart the voice of the robot or is that my imagination? I... I Could you just say, is French is. Stewart anything? And I'll probably say, yeah. Yeah, probably. Is she French? It's a guy. Is he French? No. no. Is he Stuart, though? You said you'd say yes. 
When? Just mm-hmm. oh. Is French Stewart anything? He's got you there. You liar. Is French Stewart human? I don't know, but in Third Rock from That's the Sun, he's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's barely an alien there. He's barely in conscious intelligence. <laughs> so, you would be the chick. Um, because she was on the screen at the time when I answered. She yeah. reminded me of... And I want to be on the screen. The chick from um, The Lobster... And blue is the warmest color, and she was a James Bond girl. I and can't I, remember what her name is. And also, I know how me. I know how to hold banana. I think it's like a. a <laughs> yes, you do. I know how to hold banana. <laughs> yeah, Love just that. just one. Only one punch. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh well, it's no! Not, well, it's not really funny. It's overdoing it. Don't don't give him more than a single banana. You know. He knows how to hold banana. Uh, I mean, this is John English reborn, not some kind of monkey business. Grayson. You've done acting in the past, and I don't know if you're still into it, but if you had to be in Johnny English as anyone or anything, what Mm. would you want to be? My, like, immediate thought is Miles Jupp's cameo. (laughs) I just aspire to be a Miles Juppish figure. Oh, yeah. I I, I could see you doing that. I aspire to be Juppish. Have you seen those mints? (laughs) Anyone see the throat change lozenges? That's not how he talks. (laughs) (laughs) Did he take one of the lozenges? Yes. They're in your fucking mouth, you idiot. (laughs) If you ate more than one, would it give you different voices at the same time? I sincerely hope so. Um, I would choose Percy from Blackadder being um, Patches. Did they give him that nickname after or before? Because... Um, Johnny didn't know him with his, injuries. His name is Patch, is it not? They call him Patch. Patch Quarterman or something? Patch yeah. Quarterman. Is but his name not Patch? Is Patch a real name? Yeah. It's Patches, I think. They're English. They have all sorts of I think of it's names. Patches. I said no, that. No, his name is Patch. Yeah, but I think it's Patches. I thought... Oh, is it just Patch? Uh, but no, is that a real Patch. name? What's that short for? Patrick? I mean... It's it's like the English have a lot of different names like Chip and Tarquin and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tarquin. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can just make up a name, Ryan. I is think... he Welsh? Because you can make up any name with a Welsh. Exactly. I think you could be Agent One, Ryan, because you're tall, handsome, and you'll explode. Oh, I was gonna be Patch because mm. I'm just like tall, handsome, and I have already exploded, and mm. I've built myself robot legs and robot hand, and, and I've got a wheelchair and that you goes... you want someone to call you darling. Mm. <laughs> darling! This is one of the few times where I think Rowan Atkinson could have gone further. No. No? He had lipstick on already. How much How much, How much? much farther can he get? More I, makeup? I fucking... Oh, God. What? Um, it made sense in the context of the movie. It did. Um, I think, like, he's... Cause, Cause, when it was just like he has like a with when he drank the drug and they're like he's a manic episode or whatever. I was like, this he's gonna go off the fucking chain. He did. He went up the wall. He literally went up a wall. <laughs> like, what, what do, you, do want? you want from him? Look what he's doing now. Is this the like, yeah the hands in the yeah, air like you just don't up. care? Yeah. You know what? Up. I think the I actually did laugh work. quite a bit at this. I Me laughed. too. See, you gave your laughs. Mm. I, I also like, love this song. I like fucking Moulin Rouge, which sucks. <laughs> Just want to get back to that, That's by the way. It's a bit Do you um, not like musicals? Or? No, I like musicals, but I like ones with actual original music as well. Oh, okay. Here's my problem. You Here's... don't like a jukebox musical? Not all the time. Mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge is one of those ones where it's like, hey, we have to have a montage... No, a montage. Uh, um, a whole bunch. What are they called? Richard Medley. Roxborough. That's his name. Yes. The Count. Sorry. Oh, okay. Ryan, the, the guy that I thought was in Thunderpants, but he's not. <laughs> was the word you were looking for medley? Medley. Um, they're like, we have to have a medley of love songs. What David Bowie one can we chuck in there? Shit, David Bowie doesn't actually write love songs. 
fuck, I guess we'll put heroes in. Because he says, you know, never, you know, one day, you know, like, I guess, you know, I saw them kissing by the wall. That involves romance, even though it's about the fucking Berlin Wall, a time of epic tragedy. Whatever. We'll put it in! Because he doesn't write love songs, he writes songs about being famous and aliens. The real elephant in the room was the elephant love song. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the real elephant in Moulin Rouge is the fact that the best part is the Roxanne moment and nothing else, nothing ever. Roxanne. <laughs> nothing else matters. That's the only good part. I'll it's give you true. that. I'll give you a fair shake of the sauce bottle, as Kevin Rudd once said. I'll give you a fair shake. That is the good part of the movie. The Roxanne part. And then nothing else. Oh, look at me, I'm Nicole Kidman. I have illness where I cough blood and die. You're not a fan of Spectacular Spectacular? No. Nah. Okay. Not a fan of much. I like the Is bit that the where song Jim... where they picture the play? Yeah. I yeah. like that song. Is that this does that song incorporate the bit where Jim Broadbent has like the thing wrapped around his head and they're screaming, you know, and the, and Richard <laughs> Ruxborough is yelling at him and he's like because <laughs> I like that bit. <laughs> that bit's very good. <laughs> but is it as good as this? Moment where Rosamund Pike kisses him back to life, and he's like, "Need a bit more, not ready yet." Rosamund Pike mm. kisses his him. Gone. Maybe no, I they wipe it English. off of his mouth oh, before okay. the paramedics. Yeah, she's good actress. I didn't even know who she was before Gone Girl. Rosamund Pike. To be honest, I think the same. But then, even I though looked, I've seen this, but then I looked up her work, and I'm like, I've seen that, I've seen that, I've seen that, I've seen mm. that, and I'm like, why had I never noticed her before? She's a very talented actress, very attractive. She's and excellent in the world's end. Well, yeah, but that came around at the same time. And I, mm. once I'd seen Gonga, I saw World's End. I think they were around the same year, at least in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I think she was in Hector, too. And Gone Girl, she's great. And then in World's End, she's fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she says crumbs all the time. Oh, she's like, crumbs. oh, crumbs. Because one of Simon Pegg's and Edgar Wright's friends, that's a woman, says crumbs all the time. It's like, what the fuck are you from 1940s? And she's like a, like a 27-year-old woman. Oh, crumbs. Oh, crumbs. <laughs> I love the way she does it. I love the bit in World's End when her friends have their legs attached to where their arms yes. should be, and she's like, um... Is her <laughs> name Susan? Who knows? Is her What's her name in this? Oh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> Come if on. You, if you asked me yesterday, I could if, tell Is you. it in your notes anywhere? It, it is not, no. She's gonna gone girl him, I hope, is a note written down. And I said, And you have not that. watched Gone Girl. I've not watched So gone you girl. don't know what gone girling him really is. I know the general gist. Which is be a be a nice person, befriend a pregnant I, woman. I know it involves murdering Neil Patrick Harris. Well, that's always a plus in my book. Oh, yeah, if you can there. murder not Neil. A fan? No, he's alright. Okay. Uh, no, he's the best part of everything he's in as well. Mm. I mean, not always the best part. I mean, mm. Starship Troopers as a mo- movie as a whole is the best part of itself. You can't just say he's the best part of it in it because the whole movie exists. But, okay. like, he's great in it mm. as a Nazi. <laughs> um, he's basically a Nazi if you haven't seen it. I haven't. No. My fa- uh, Enough about my favourite parts. This, Starship Troopers. This, what do they call those? Skylines? Are they called Skylines? They're like Sky Gondolas or something. Because I asked my girlfriend and she says, I think they're still called trams. I'm like, no, I think they're called Sky Buses. Aren't they like airlifts or something? If you own one, tell me what they're called. Um, in, in New Zealand. when, when New Zealand, yeah. New Zealand, yes. Um, there's this place in Rotorua and anyone who knows it is going to murder me for not knowing the name of it. They call it um, Gondolas, Sky Gondolas. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? I think I actually know the name of everything in that except the card itself. I think it's called, like, ropeways. 
Wow. So, like, ropeway cabin? I've never <laughs> been to a place where it snowed before, so I've never had Have to... you not? No. Okay. Never had to go anywhere where it snows. I live in Australia. You have to go to very far out places And it's very for expensive, snow. yeah. Mount and, Bolo. Yeah. And and Perisher. I've never been to Yeah, Perisher. Well, I, I would have gone... If I had to, I would have gone to Perisher because I was physically closer to it yes. than, than, other, than the other one. It's but, okay. Don't worry about it. Snow is overrated. It's, it's like it's fun, but it's I know it gives you a sunburn. It's oh yeah, freaking cold. Whenever you see in the is car- it? It is. Yes, <laughs> believe it or not, Ryan. Is snow cold? Can you guarantee me that is information? Can you? I cannot guarantee. Listen, anything. Ryan. Can you remind me if it's true? Is snow cold? Yeah, it is true. Is water wet? Oh, I don't know. I've heard it, but I don't know if I Listen, it. Ryan. Just I mean, I if you're gonna it. make a snowball, it's not that great doing it with your bare hands. Well, thank God I've got human hands, so I can do it with them. I feel like a bear would have an easier time. Oh, this is where the ball strengthening pays off. Well, it does, actually. And he's like, what's wrong with you? Because his whole thing is... No, this is actually really good, because you're making fun of the ball thing coming back. You're like, you're not a fan of it, right? But I think it actually works because Agent One is all about masculine bravado, blah, blah, blah. And he discredits Johnny English because he finds him to be this effeminate loser wimpy and guy that's the opposite of that masculine agent that you know that that you know the james bond type so in the end him getting kicked in the balls him having that be his undoing is quite funny because mm. it's mm. like haha take that toxic masculinity also right also the film like not only can you the audience see it coming but the film acknowledges that it's coming with Ron and giving this knowing look and doing the bow mm. so it makes it kind of you know extra funny in that way i don't know if agent one came when he got kicked in the balls but we knew it was coming also ryan one more thing about snow Rowan atkinson <laughs> <laughs> yes Rowan atkinson being on his back in the snow getting it's hard to get up that that's very true um, he also fell What have a... you been doing in the snow, Bartek? Falling off skis. Not only have I been in this situation, but I've had the ski boots on and skis. And... Impossible to get up. I needed to wait for my daddy. Fun fact, I've never skied. <laughs> I've snowboarded. I've what? Hold skied. on, hold on. You haven't oh, been no, to I the snow skied. and you haven't skied? You know, Rosamund Pike plays fire hockey. What in is real life, fire hockey. It is what you think it is. They play hockey at night in the pitch is darkness. The puck on fire? They get a toilet roll, pour it in kerosene, no, and wrap this. it in yeah. chicken wire. Mm. Is that what you're meant to be thinking when you hear fire hockey? No, I didn't say that. You, you said it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah, it's hockey that's on fire. Mm. I like, had heard that Rosa fire Rosa hockey, but where all... fire involved in the game of hockey? But where are all the sexy chicks saying that I'm hot? Well, they're playing fire hockey. Oh, okay. Oh, and if you if you wanted more Australian politics, I guess fire hockey is people saying fire Joe hockey. He's a terrible, <laughs> terrible man. Get rid is of him. Is he still relevant? Is no. He... Okay, good. I loved when he was like, I'm going to cut unemployment wages by half because the age of entitlement is over. It's like, does he realize? You probably... Here's the thing. If you're a politician or aspiring to be one, Really choose your words carefully, because do you ever think to yourself, if you said that, if you were Joe Hockey or someone like that, do you ever think, ooh, did I sound like a tyrant just then? Because that sounds like the acts of a tyrant. Like, the age of entitlement is over. That sounds like something a movie villain would say. It like, sounds like a John Malkovich line. It sounds like something John Malkovich would have said in the first Johnny English movie, <laughs> in which he's like, the age of entitlement is over. 
Because like, he's French in that. Oh yeah, the scene I remember Pascal Sauvage <laughs> from the Johnny from the first movie is him swinging like during above the him. He was swinging above him, and John Malkovich going mad, and me <laughs> as a child going, I know what that means. That means shit in French. <laughs> I didn't know that, and I used to speak fluent French. So there you go. <laughs> Are you lying to me right now? Well, not fluent enough okay. to... But yeah, enough. I was going to say, I don't think it was fluent, was it? I, I, I was very, very good at French, so I had extra lessons. You were lessons. top of the year, weren't you? Mm. I, I was top of my year, and I had extra lessons in French because I was very, very good at it. But then the French teacher retired, and they stopped teaching it, and oh, I fuck. didn't know how to speak it up. Because, you know, you have to keep it up, right? Yeah. So, no. You have to keep it up, right? Like, like you know, a dick. My dick, to be precise, because it's very Why long. Why do you keep doing this? You said keep it upright, and then you, you said, said it again. You said keep it upright. And then you repeated it like, eh, eh, keep it upright. And so, I was sitting here being like, when's the dick joke? Mm. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, keep what up, guys? I'm completely oblivious. Mm. Keep up the queen? I should ask the sexy chicks that call me hot. Can we kill the queen? Yeah, I let's mean, do it. us personally? Yeah. I I would like to opt out of this. Why? Do you like the you. queen? I have no... Someone who doesn't want to be a part of the Commonwealth for sure likes the Queen. (laughs) I honestly do not have, like, any strong opinions on the Queen. I just don't really want to murder anyone, if that's cool with you. You know, recently, a little while ago, she wore a green screen dress. Like, a dress that's the same colour as a green screen, so people have been having a fucking wild time with that. That's right, we just need to buy a cow costume, and I think we're golden. So, guys, the movie has ended, and as you know, we talked about it very extensively, so oh, yeah. it's our time to shine now. I do, we have to, do we have to just sit in silence and wait for the credits scene? Everyone no, I'm going to say, let's give her, give her our reviews and a rating. I'll, I'll go first. I think this film was uh, an improvement, a step forward in the Johnny English franchise, which is still an active franchise. The only film franchise that, um, that, uh, uh, Rowan Atkinson is in, this is the only trilogy he's in, um, which is kind of neat. I think it's great that, um, for film, uh, Rowan Atkinson does have a leading man franchise because he's always been the greatest part of everything, you know, Blackadder, Mr. Bean, but when it comes to movies, he's always that supporting character who steals every scene he's in. I personally hate Four Weddings and a Funeral, but when he comes in, the movie actually becomes a 10 out of 10, and then when he goes away, back down to whatever rating I want to give Love actually when he appears and annoys the exactly. shit out of Alan... What's his name? Rickman. And um, uh, Witches, the Raul Dahl one with Angelica Houston, where mm. she turns children into it's mice. Nice, yeah. He's the concierge of the hotel and he chops her in half with a um, with an, a cleaver from the kitchen. He's been in so many things. And this film, I feel like he elevated his material. He had elevated material and performance because in the first one, he himself admitted wasn't very good as a film, which I found shocking because I think the first one's actually really good to the point it's an unappreciated masterpiece. But I think this one's even more unappreciated because people talk about it like, eh, the second one. Oh, yeah, I didn't see it, or, ah, it's all right, or the first one's funnier because the first one has more nostalgia for people. It came out in 2003. That was 15 years ago. Well, this one came out in 2011, which is not so long ago. And now there's a new one coming out. I like the fact that the Johnny English franchise is like, eh, let's have a really long gap between each movie. I can't wait for the Johnny English 4 to come out in, like, eight years' time. Well, you know, Ryan, I think it's one less year gap between each one. Oh, so they're getting closer and closer, and then one. So the next one, will one be year, one will, year less. And wait. then one year we'll have like three Johnny English movies in the same year. 
And Rowan's just a corpse by then. <laughs> and they've just got his coffin out and they're wheeling it about doing stuff. And Ben Miller's like, finally, it's my time to shine. Who's ready for buff? Yeah. And it's directed by Ryan Coogler. Yeah, the first gap was because eight... he did Black Panther, and then he would do Johnny English because now it now Daniel's the lead in it as well. Yeah, it's, the, the it's first like they're both of them, Boff, and I can't remember what Daniel's character's name was Tucker. in this. Tucker, their role is to keep Rowan's body moist. We don't want it to decay. Like fucking Doctor Who, moisturize me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he wanted to make, and he was in Doctor Who as well. Daniel. Yeah, he was. There you go. I mean, so, he's an English actor, of course. He's I will give this film oh, a here it is. rating out of best credit scene out of the best credit scene ever. It's totally worth watching. It is not at all fluff. Uh, Bartek? Johnny English Reborn certainly rebirthed the franchise. I thought it was a great film. My friends thought it was a great film, but most people didn't seem to think, and I think, see, I do think, that is the problem. <laughs> the problem is that you think? I no, think no, 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 no. he thinks, therefore he is. That's the problem. Descartes. Uh, yeah. To as human. Descartes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great film if you like to lull. This is also a great film if you like the spy genre. The sponra, if you will. The sponra. The spionra. 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 Spurge, <laughs> if you want. I don't. Do you want to spurge? <laughs> no. I just spurged so hard. How many times do I have to say no? <laughs> spurged. Go on. Sorry about it. This film felt like a step up from the previous film. Whether you think it's better or not, you can tell that more thought from the filmmaker's part, mm. was put into it. Rowan Atkinson is playing a more mature character in this sense. The rookie is gone. He does not start this film off in the Mr. Bean outfit. No, which, like the first one. Which evokes a sense of whimsy about the character and you, you really get the sense that he is a rookie with only like one person below him being his sidekick. This is a very Beanish scene. And the well, music that's playing different. over this is the... In the Hall Mountain King, yeah. Yeah. Um, Who is the composer of that? Some guy. I don't know. I didn't read it when he pulled out the CD. It's some guy. <laughs> I hope it's. <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> that's really fucking funny. And that's the biggest laugh Grace had had from the whole movie. Oh, no, yeah, it is, though. <laughs> and that is a good point. There's good writing and good delivery, but there's also good physical acting. Like, Ryan, you said your favourite scene is the rooftop scene. This yeah, be fun to which do. has the great juxtaposition mm. of the the you know the the Asian assassin guy you know parkouring over everything and Ron Atkinson simply being all zen and just walking through things mm. using now, his brains. Here's the payoff to the whole sequence. You think? Oh, now, it's a great punchline! This is a, such a he- epic punchline, Grace. Mm. You're gonna have to hold yourself back for a second. <laughs> can I? Can I make another Physically, simp comment? Oh, look, hold look, yourself back is. for the punchline. <laughs> 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 Put it in the oven. The end. Um, so you were about to make a, a, a statement? Yeah, um, the sink was very weird in this one. I'm was noticing it a, sinks in this movie. Was it a farmhouse sink? I don't think it was. The weird thing was it was two different like sink bowls, like sink oh, yeah. tubs. And the, the, the faucet, the tap... Nozzle. The nozzle, yes. <laughs> the elephant ...was snail. in the middle, but there was a gap between two the two like sinks. 
And so the nozzle was hovering over nothing. The nozzle. The tap was hovering over nothing. Wait, what do you mean hovering over nothing? Okay, so like... So it's in the middle. Yeah, yeah, it's in the middle. You know so taps like, can move, right? Sink. Yeah, but they the can, thing is, is like, move. look at the gap. Of like, yeah, but it, well, how yeah. long was the tap? Like, it was very long. So there you go. It would reach. It both. would move. It's just like, what is the point and of that? And that's design? why it was a deleted why scene. Why is there a gap in the middle of two you. sinks? Who wants I'll tell a gap you. between the two it's sinks? It's to put the dirty dishes in. The on. gap? Yeah. To put the dirty dishes on. Yeah. Why? It's made of countertop. It's not even a drainage thing. Yeah, but I put my dirty dishes when I'm washing them on the countertop. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, but would you want them in the middle of two sinks? Well,. Maybe that's how some people do want them, though. I just think that's an odd I'm not that I'm... a sink man. I've never. You're a tap man, apparently. Well, taps are used in sinks, yeah. Yeah. I I just never. Seen I just a sink go. Like I that. just go outside and find whatever taps attached to whatever industrial building's wall, <laughs> which happens to be for me the church down the road, and I just wash my dishes in a bucket like you do. So what that was, listening people, was Ryan and Grayson were reading out a script I wrote for them. It's an actual. <laughs> it's an actual Actual tra- <laughs> it's an actual transcript of the test audiences when they watch that scene, and it is the reason why the scene was not put into the final film. <laughs> so you can see that this film had a lot of clever thought put into it. And your rating? The rating that I give this film is a John Howard out of the Parliament. Oh, my God. The actor, very broad, bold choice. <laughs> Why is he in Parliament? Who knows? <laughs> well, actors no, can run pa- for out of leaders. The parliament. Out of the Parliament. I'm so sorry. Uh, Grayson, review and rating? Um, review and rating. I give this film a farmhouse sink out of a drainage shelf. Great. Mm. Where's sink the... with a nozzle? Yes. A bucket? A is that involved? Any? No, no bucket. Wow, that's racist. I, I am no church dishwasher. <laughs> And your review? Um, my review, uh, not the worst. That's it? I'm not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. And um, you know what, that Ryan? goes to Star Trek 2 Into Darkness. You know what you did. Very, very bad. <laughs> very, very bad. Um, and you'll find, Ryan, that every single film we've did. done on this podcast is not the worst. No, you're right. So, Barton, let's Trek hear two. from... Comments from YouTube and uh, IMDb, because the internet has said one thing to me, and that is, we're a place of kindness and love. Bartek? Um, the first comment from... Oh, well, hold on, let me just aim at the microphone with you my mouth. You can if you want. Good idea. <clears throat> aim it with your butthole. Why would you... Put it in my mouth! If it's bacon and tasty, put it in there! <laughs> Go on. One of the best rants I've heard you, you do, to be honest. Wow, you haven't heard enough rants from me. I've heard so many rants from you. Oh, look at me! I'm Grayson and I've heard rants! <laughs> Great impression. Well, my, you're right, some of them do have... My dad's Steve Tyler. <laughs> and my mum's Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> and their unholy union birthed me. <laughs> it explains a lot. Doesn't it just? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes, come on, Bartek. 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 I don't know what we're doing. Bartek! <laughs> Do you want some marijuana? <laughs> Mel- marijuana. Do you want some marijuana, Bartek? <laughs> Excuse me, there is an R in my name. It's what the cool kids are Pronounce it with a W. Bartek. <laughs> don't bring his brother Lartek into this at all. <laughs> Shut up about Lartek. He's disgracing America. Now, let's get on to what Ratek has to say. Mm -hmm. The first comment from the Shrine of Love that is YouTube is... 
This was better than the first Johnny English. I agree. Very simple comment, and it's an opinion. To the point. To the point. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're looking at me when you said that. Because you had a very similar point. The next yeah. comment is... Zip up that fly, I don't want to see that point. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. No thanks, I've got a girlfriend. Is she your fiancé at this point? Well, I can call her whatever I want. Yeah. Just not wife yet, legally. <laughs> legally? I'm all about laws. I just watched Johnny English Reborn. <laughs> Why don't you call her by her name? Yeah. By her name? You, you can guess her name. Her name is Johnny English Reborn. Oh, I'm married to each film I watch. You know, Ryan, her... I thought you weren't married. Well, not legally. Her first name <laughs> begins with an R. You can do the W thing You with can't it. marry a film legally. You, what, are you crazy? In Japan, you can marry video game characters. Yeah, I'm not in Japan. <laughs> what? The uh, next comment before is... You sp- sorry to interrupt again. I know I'm a, I'm a very, very bad with interrupting, but what video game character would you marry? Because my answer is Neo Cortex, and you will, you will know I'm right. The Clancy Brown one? The Clancy Brown one. There's no other one. <laughs> Only Clancy... I'll marry Clancy Brown if he wants. I'm up for it, Clancy. Get, get on to it. Um, I would marry Alistair from Dragon Age. Of course you would. Yeah, like it's very predictable. <laughs> Mario! The next comment is... <laughs> the only choice. You're right, Martin. You're correct. No love for green, Mario. Oh, you mean Luigi? No love for Luigi. Can he be the best man? I mean, if Mario wants... If, if Mario's the husband... So you're the wife. In that case... That is not how gay relationships work, and I think you know that. Do we know Bartek's gender, though? Do we? Oh, that's a good point. I don't. We don't know. There you go. Bartek, continue on. Yeah, look it up for me later. The next comment from YouTube <laughs> I'll is... look it up on the most reliable source of information. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, fourth time's the charm. The next comment is... And it's the second comment, by the way. <clears throat> I don't understand why so many people didn't like this movie. I guess maybe they like the comedies where if someone show a boob or fart, <laughs> that's called comedy in their opinion. Was there no fart jokes in this? No. Oh. Well also, done. no poop jokes. In the first movie, he was literally covered in shit. In this one, all he got was a baby diaper on the head, which was a callback to Mr. Bean. So there I'm you go. proud of him. Well done. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan's the one that made the fart joke with the microphone. Me, earlier. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Can you do the sound of someone eating a cucumber, please? No. Ah, oh, it was so good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Can you How d- can you I'm deprive your listening people of this? All right, guys, you want to hear? You want to hear what it's like? If to it's eat a anything cucumber? about the cucumber noise, I'm gonna be so <laughs> livid. Okay. No, Mario, you're bastard. Up too much. If you're good, I'll do it at the end of the episode. Okay, Bart, continue on. I request uh, crunching a snow pea. Uh, the next comment is... This one is the one with responses. I love responding. And it's a back and forth between the original commenter and a responder. Good. Just a single responder? Uh, I believe so. Do you, do you want to, like, do do the both parts on your own, or do you want one of us to... Like Bartek, act I, for us. Yeah. Yes, I'm I, sorry, Bartek. I'll let just you make sure one oh, of no, no, the, I'm make, not offended. Make sorry. sure one of them has the Mario voice. All right, do you want it to be the initial commenter? Or? You decide. No, let, let Bartek make all the... Uh, the initial commenter will be Mario. Okay, excellent. I'm, I'm happy. And the responder will be Luigi. <clears throat> so just to be clear, Mario will be, Oh, like this. And Luigi will be, like this. <laughs> That's how he sounds. <laughs> Is Mr. Bean dead? No, bro. Really? He's really not dead. Who told you that? My friend told me he never read it in a newspaper. 
Well, he's alive, so tell him he's wrong or that the newspaper lies. <laughs> I told him. <laughs> of course he did. He said, no, you're what, wrong. What did he say? He said I was wrong. He, he's alive. <laughs> Foreshadowing. I knew it. I knew it. I'm fucking nailed. There were actually more responses, but they were going into the, the whole misunderstanding. It's like, oh, he's retiring the Mr. Bean character or something like that. <gasps> I mean, okay, if Ron I... Atkinson killed Mr. Bean, that would be a fucking... He should have done it at the London Olympics. Well, I think... Yes! And he got crushed by the Queen? That would have been oh great. Oh my god, Like, yes. no, she knights him and accidentally cuts off his head, and he's like, and you see his head rolling on the ground? Dude, that would have been the great. The famous Mr. Bean noise. Dude! <laughs> you know how he makes noises, right? Yeah. You know the... <laughs> Scooby, <laughs> and the last comment from YouTube, the last comment from YouTube is, I was just done watching the movie and it was epically awesome. They need to do another one. What year was that comment done? This year. I, I didn't record that. I would assume it would have been oh, around 2011, 2012. Plot twist: have. It would have been 2008. Imagine that Imagine. before the movie and the trailer would have come out. But you know what? The, 90s, the next thing I have does Ooh. have a date on it. Good. Ooh. <laughs> he means, like, the thing you eat, not the measurement like of time. Like a medjool date. Yeah. Mm. Okay, go on. It is an IMDb review, the last thing that I've brought for this episode. I'm listening. The review is titled, and it's all in lowercase, and I'll just, let me just clear my nose for a sec. You want to hear a cucumber noise? Nah. <laughs> you bastard. I think laughing while trying to do Mario and Luigi just messed up my throat. Oh no. Do you want to do you want to take five? Never spoke again. No, that's all right. <clears throat> okay. The title of the review in all lowercase is something wrong with the script writers and the company that hired them? It's a question. Question mark at the end. Hope they give us an answer. From number 2 <laughs> July 2012. Ryan, there's no rating. Okay, this is Edge of my seat material. Yeah, it's edgy. The review goes as thus. As such, rather. <clears throat> and I believe it's all in low... No, some, there are some capitals. Okay, good. Thank God. This film, comma, is not good. <gasps> the kind of humour is not a $40 million humour. For example, in the beginning of the movie, he drops a cat out of the window. This was supposed to be funny. He kept on hanging on this joke, walking around, pretending he has a cat in his arms. It is not funny. I am pretty sure no one ever laughed at this scene. It is such a waste of everybody's time working on the movie, as well as a waste of time for the audience. The person who wrote this weak joke should be fired. What were they thinking making this movie? That we are idiots laughing for just anything? Sorry, but you need to be more funny. It was cheap. Very cheap. I'll admit that I'm an idiot. Then a bit later... (laughs) Then a bit later, he fights with the old lady and almost kills her. The wrong lady. Also not funny. And these are just a few examples. Weak (laughs) script writing, there is no movie. Just weak part after weak part. After about half an hour, I couldn't take it anymore... And decided to not waste my time even further. Rowan completely lost it in this movie, and first, I, and I, f- and I first thought it was gonna be fun, but no, skip this one. It is the opposite of a masterpiece. 
They could have spent their millions much better. I can't believe the company responsible for paying for this movie actually approved it and let this all happen. They must have been sleepy while signing the contract. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were. Right. They must have been sleepy while signing the contract for 40 million. Yep. Wait. 40 million million and not pay attention who wrote the extremely weak script. Is that all they had to say? That's all they had to say. Here's what I have to say. You wasted my time, reviewer. Moving on. Yeah, and why do you write 40 million the number and then add million at the end? I always feel like a bit of a defiance when in like reviews and stuff they say, skip this one. I'm like, no, you don't get to tell me what to do. Well, apparently they didn't even finish the film. You can't tell me what to skip. Exactly. Skippy. (gasps) So, you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people, as always. Grayson, a pleasure to have you on the show, giving your in-depth analysis and views on the movie we had watched. Barnsek, you got interrupted a lot, but I feel like we've grown grown as individuals along the way. You know, I had some silent moments there. I wasn't really being interrupted. You know, he was a silent witness. I uh, listen. I got to. I got to make Grayson laugh a lot this episode. Yes. I think it's worth it. You made me laugh too. Yeah, but that, you, you really... laugh at anything. Oh, I'm a whore for laughter. Nah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's right. I'm not a whore. Yeah, I'm a I'm prostitute. For I was after. I I charge. I charge. You know, I was literally. I was literally about worker. to say. I, I <laughs> chose prostitute much. as my word. I've liberated it. There you go. Okay. So, um, no, you can right. say that I was charging my You guys my have been fantastic. If you want mm. to listen to us more so, you just type spit and polish presents <laughs> into the Google, and we're on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Heck, we've got social medias. We've got the Facebook and Twitter, and we don't have Instagram because, really... That's still that's still a thing for a podcast. And you know for what, a Ryan? Podcast? What are you, an idiot? And Ryan, you know okay. what? And then there's some podcast legend out there like Joe Rogan being like, I use Instagram and it's where I get most of my listeners. And I'm like, calm down, Joe. You haven't been relevant since news radio finished. And then people are like, I love Joe Rogan. What is this? The Ryan podcast in which he tells us what he hates with no real reasons to back them up? Yeah, yeah. this is the Ryan experience. It's called, <laughs> yes. And you know what, Ryan? If they want to hear more of us, there's a there's a good chance that if they press the back button right now, they'll get <laughs> more episode listings. Oh, they'll just go back to the very beginning of this episode. Which like button? Well, I mean like the back button on their browser if they're watching um, it off a computer. Fair enough. So until next time, guys, remember to be kind to one another. And each other. And each other. <laughs> you bastards. Ryan, can you do a snow pee now? No. Oh. Hey, listening people, what are you doing? The episode's over. Go home. <laughs> what are you doing? That's like Get the Matthew Broderick joke. Get out of here, kids.